Happy Friday, everyone. I am joined with, by three MMA fighters here from Alexander Academy. Uh, they are located in Elkhart, Indiana. So we've got three local MMA fighters here tonight looking to steal the show tonight. Uh, starting first, I've got one of them is Bishop. I've got AJ. and what's, what's up? What's up? And I've got the uh, most recent MMA performing fighter. Uh, I guess I'll let you introduce yourself, man. Uh, my name is Jordan Santiago. I've been fighting for the last two years pretty consistently, so I'm excited to be on this and just kind of share my story a little bit, man. Hell yeah, man. So we're all about the um, humble beginnings here. So uh, how old are you? I'm 25. 25. So do you see yourself following this as a dream? Like, is this something you're saying, man, I really want to see where this goes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually, it's been about a year now, and I actually quit my job. So I've been doing this. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, I live at home, which sounds pathetic, but... Where else would you live, man? Home is home, bro. Home is where you you make it. I mean, I'm with my parents, and, well, I saved up money, quit my job, and I've been going at it for the last year, um, just trying to get as many fights as I can. But we hit a little bit of rut, so I finally had one just a couple weeks ago. How did that go? Uh... (laughs) You know, everyone else says I did good, but personally, I guess you're your own worst critic, right? Um, I didn't win. I lost to a decision. But what I didn't know was he was number one in the state. I just found that out a couple of days ago. So did, we, we aim for the big fish, you know. Did you, Okay, so do you think it's better not to know those things? You'd rather fight the man in front of you than, oh, the, yeah. than the statistics? I don't, I don't like looking at videos. I don't like knowing. I don't even like seeing his face. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a person that... I'm just going to shut up, train, do what my coach tells me to do, and I'm going to show up and fight. That's just my mentality. I don't like getting into, like, you know, talking on Facebook and stuff like that. I think it just messes with your head too much, and I just want to be focused on my training and what I need to go in there and do. That's awesome, man. So you're saying fight the man in the cage and not the statistics and all the other shit that can get into your head. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, anything can happen in a fight, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, you watch videos of guys getting knocked out left and right. And you go and fight that dude that's knocking everyone out. Doesn't mean you can't throw that knockout either. That's right, man. It's, everybody's got a, a puncher's chance, right? Exactly. And you guys, uh, Bishop and AJ, were you guys the cornermen? Were you there that night? What, what did you? What role did you guys play? Well, I guess in, in that situation, I was actually watching on pay-per-view and um, uh, really rooting you on, Jordan, and and watching at the same time. I couldn't make it just because I had lost my ID originally, so they wouldn't <laughs> let me into the casino. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, like, I like this team. I like, I really like this team. Nah, man, you can't get in. <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, honestly, you did really well with your technique. Uh, there's just some aggression that needs to show. Just a little bit more mm-hmm. aggression, and we're there, you know. And that's, that's what's coming for the next fights. Um, and what is that? Um, Memorial Day? Yeah, so HFC was the promotion that... Okay, uh, HFC. Who's your fight club? Okay. Uh, were the ones that put on the show, and that one was at the Horseshoe, but they also do fights at the Blue Chip Casino. Got it. So this one was at the Horseshoe, um, and they already told me they want me back, which, you know, is a positive thing. Yeah. And, you know, my coach told me, he's like, you know, you walked out of there with way more fans than you did walking in, so don't hold your head down. You know, keep it up high. You actually did really good for... This guy was 5-1, and one, and it's been over a year since my last fight, MMA fight. So, you know, walking in there, and the biggest promotion I ever fought in. Really? You know, I was small venues, you know, 
maybe 100 people or so. This one was just packed full. You know, the lights were shining. And this place actually has sent multiple people to the UFC, too. No um, shit. For example, uh, John Jones, who, who did he just fight? It was... Uh, Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, Reyes. He came from here. He oh, so fought, uh, Reyes. Is, so so wait, yes. wait. He he comes from this promotion. Yes. yes. And it, mm-hmm. do we know what state that is in? Is that his? I'm sure it's his home state, probably. Um, Whatever that is, I'm not going to confuse. Well, the they're comment. they're here in Indiana, uh, yeah. but I don't know where he's from. But I know he fought there. He held the title for HFC. Wow. And then he went on to the UFC and just fought John Jones. So they. HFC sends out stellar fighters, and that's why no. we stick with them. Reyes impressed the world, son. Did you guys watch that fight? I didn't get a chance to, but, oh but like I watched like clips and stuff, right. and I, mean, I knew he was just. Look, we have I have Fight Pass, so we can look up in thirty days when that shit's out. We could do a watch party. That fight is amazing, and I think uh, there's a lot to learn about what Reyes did, man. You guys should check it out. So HFC stands for Hoosier Fight Club. Yep. So it's from it's a Hoosier thing. Mm-hmm. That is so dope. Anyway, so um, so this this promotion was how many people? You said. Oh, this one was a couple hundred people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. So. Plus pay per view, yeah. So, so there's so. actually like an online stream you can buy to yeah, watch yeah, these you, fights. Yep. Lies camera. So like, I had my cool. sister all the way down <laughs> Kentucky watching this fight. Um, I had friends from, you know, here watching them like Bishop, and yeah. a lot of the teammates, a lot of the kids that um, I help with in kids class. So a lot of them were watching it on TV. And for me, that must have been amazing. So knowing that you had the kids behind you and a lot of things, what were the nerves like in terms of, uh, you know, the moment of because there's all, a lot of things we do the night before a fight um, where we're like, OK, we start you start envisioning how the fight's going to play out, how you're going to play mm-hmm. into your strengths, whatever it is you do. Right. Which we'll get into. This is the, the fascinating part about fighting that I think beats like no sport beats it is that mindset before fighting. Um so I guess you could start off with moment of the fight when 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 it was ready to go that numbing feeling that takes over or maybe lack thereof were you relaxed what was the pressure like man this one was different than the other fights uh, I knew it was a big promotion I knew this was a big fight too um, and I just knew I had a lot more people backing me up which helped definitely helped but in all honesty it was it was a lot harder to get in my mindset that I usually usually. You know, I, I'm i a lot meaner. I have a lot more aggression. This fight, I didn't feel like I quite had it. Mentally and, like, physically, like, I had a great camp. Phenomenal camp. But, man, once I, like, I started walking out there, I was, like, really struggling to get myself in that mentality. You know, with the lights and the big show and knowing, you know, who fought there before. It kind of got to me. I can't lie. Um... Which was the most frustrating aspect because I knew I could have done so much better than what I showed. And that was probably the most upsetting thing to me about that loss was that I never felt like he really, really beat me, to be honest. Like, he never hit me where I felt like, man, you know, this guy hits hard. These guys right here hit me way harder than that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they rock me all the time and I have to fight through. He never once hit me where it, like, dazed me. You know, even on the ground, you know, I felt like, yeah, I got stuck in the triangle. He couldn't, you know, put me to sleep. I was stuck there for like, what, a whole minute and a half in the second round. Yeah, couldn't finish him. That's kind of my mentality. It's like, if I ain't sleeping, I'm fighting. So (laughs) he better put me to sleep. You know, he even got me in an armbar. I wasn't going to tap. 
you know, I'm not going to tap. That's just my mentality. Oh, shit. You know, I'm in it till the end. So you better put me to sleep or get the ref to stop because I'm going to keep going. Damn, man. So he had you in multiple submission attempts, one of which was a triangle that was locked in for a minute. Yeah, it was locked in. Uh, It was locked in pretty tight. What kept you alive? Was it his lack of angle? Did he not cut the angle right enough? Yeah, that was exactly what it was. In my head, I'm like thinking exactly what he should be doing to finish me. (laughs) You're like, yo, you cut this shit. I'm dead, bro. If you like cut the angle, go into the leg, you know, I'm going to be sleeping. But, you know, a couple seconds went by, like, you know, five, ten seconds went by. I was like, I'm still not asleep. All right, let's keep fighting. <laughs> I wasn't going to tap. You know, it was, I would say it was really hard to breathe. That almost got me. Like, there was a second where I was like, oh, I might tap. Oh, shit. Just because I couldn't breathe. And, you know, you got that adrenaline going. You're already breathing hard because you're fighting. Right. And then he's, you know, kind of cutting that off by putting you in a triangle. So there was a couple of moments where I was like, but then I was like, no, screw it. He's going to have to put me to sleep. Or the rest gonna have to stop it because I'm not stopping. And it was a two round fight. A three round. Fuck, bro! Like Ultimate Fighter does two rounds. You're doing three rounds already. Three three minute rounds. Okay, so boxing rounds, but yeah, MMA. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the still, five. Still minutes, nine minutes though. Nine st- minutes. Of... Still nine minutes. That's that's like uh, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what the Ultimate Fighter beginning fighters do. Mm-hmm. Is is ten? You pretty pretty much are one minute short of what UFC pro do, uh, professional does on the um, on the series. So it was a three round fight, three minutes each. Uh, and you said that you went to the ground. Who initiated the takedown? Um, I did it at first. Uh, the first round, I felt like my hands were good. Mm. You know, I was landing good body shots, good leg kicks. I felt like I was winning there. And then kind of made him close the distance, even though he was the bigger, taller dude, too. He definitely had the reach on me. But I definitely think I had more of the power. And so he closed the distance, and I just worked the takedown the I do with all these guys that we've been working for weeks, you know, just a simple little leg trip, got him to the ground. Um, but he immediately had, uh, uh, did a butterfly sweep, you know, got his oh. foot in, swept me right away. I was on my back. Then it bothered me because I actually trained quite a lot, which is kind of a bad habit of mine, but I trained quite a bit off my back and I trapped the arm and, uh, our association for jujitsu is uh, Marcelo Montero. And he has a move called the Marcelo that's just named after him. Cause arm drag? Uh, yeah, well, it's part of it. It's about the trapping the arm. So there's the arm drag. There's a bunch of different ones. So I wrap over it, and you kind of work your way out, which when you have the gi on, you have, you know, you have your chokes, you have your arm bars. You know, you have a ton of submissions. And so that's what I've been working is because, one, it works great in MMA. Mm. You trap that arm, and you work your hips out. And I could go for arm bars. I, could, I got two different arm bars I could go from in that one position. I got uh, a guillotine choke. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I got my sweeps. You know, I got a butterfly sweep. I got just the kick the knee out, pull the arm sweep. Um, I have triangles from there. You know, I have so many attacks. So I wasn't worried when I got to my back on that. Um, my problem was I played it too safe. You know, I had a moment where I could have, uh, I was blocking his bicep, had the arm trapped, and I could have let go of blocking the bicep and cranked on his elbow and dislocated his elbow. But instead, I kept blocking the bicep because I didn't want to get hit. Right, you were so, blocking, so you trapped one arm, and then you had the, you were, like, yep. pretty much framing the other arm. Framing the other hand, right. Uh, arm right on it, and I was just trying to keep him from punching. I was trying to work a sweep, but I should have let go, and I should have just cranked up, even if I even took a couple of those hits. There would have been nothing if I would have, you know, dislocated his um, elbow. You know, I could have finished the fight there. So going on the ground, I was very comfortable. I wasn't worried about it. But it was when I got out of that first round, though, 
I had a really bad adrenaline dump. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that because uh, I don't mind to cut you off, but adrenaline dumps are the worst things I've ever experienced. And, again, I've never done MMA, but I've done plenty of jiu-jitsu tournaments where uh, you think you're about to go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, you're ready. Your mindset's ready. You got your opponent right there. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. This match has to happen now because uh, some screwed up thing happened in another match. So we're going to fight here. You guys are next. It's a six-minute round. I have to wait at least. I have to wait. Right. Possible. And now yeah. by the time my fight starts, I went. And now yeah, I'm you're getting on there. Peak and now you're just at your lowest. It's almost like if you got hit, bro. So go ahead. What was that like for you? That adrenaline dump? Did oh, it happen man. as soon as you sat down or did it happen when the, when the next round? As soon round as the round edit ended and I stood up. I was like, I just felt it in my arms, and I felt it throughout my whole body. I felt like I was carrying weights. And I was like, man, and I knew my cardio was good. You know, I was doing five five-minute rounds, you know, the week before, doing sparring and stuff, going against guys that are 155 pounds, 170, you know, bishops of 170 or. You're, so you fight at um, 170, Bishop? You're a 170 guy? I got to roll with you. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. We, we even have a guy uh, who's like uh, 200 pounds, uh, Cole Wilkin, who uh, used to fight professionally. He hasn't been in the game for the last couple of years. Even, uh, yeah, he's thinking about making a comeback too. Even Joey, uh, Joe's little son, mm. who's like 180, <laughs> who's a beast. He's only 14, but man, he'll kick your butt. <laughs> like, no, I no doubt, man. Kids learn. So, so like, quick. I was used. Kids my learn. cardio was good. I was used to going with these guys, but man, when that adrenaline dump hit me. <clears throat> it just it hit hard and Cole he was in my corner and he saw it in my face you know he's like you got you know you got to shake it out you know you got to push through this so the second round I think that's where I lost it you know I believe I won that first round I was you know I was shooting for submissions I had the takedown I was landing shots when we were standing the second round was when I played it safe I was trying to regain my energy yeah, it's totally understandable that that you would do that, uh, especially when you ha- when you feel the adrenaline dump and and you have to and you've got the first one uh, the r- first round already kind of like okay I got a ten nine there I'm pretty confident now I got to rest up because if this goes to a third round I want to be ready so I so go ahead right and that's when we we talk about being you know there's fighters and there's competitors mm. that first round I was a fighter you know I went at him and I didn't back down. That second round, I turned as a competitor. I was playing a little safer. <laughs> That's you know, interesting. I was trying to, you know, just make it through the round where I should have been a fighter. But my, you know, I just kind of went on auto- autopilot, and I wasn't thinking quite straight. I even had a guillotine in that second round that I could have finished it. You know, he pushed me against the cage, put his head down, and it was right there, and I latched onto it. But what I didn't do was I didn't, I should have jumped up and pulled guard. Mm. But I allowed him to pick me up and take me down, which, you know, he worked off to the side, giving him... Um, so, so he passed? He passed. Yeah, so he oh, passed. Shit, that sucks. And it took all that pressure off him, the guillotine. So now I just lost it. I could have finished it there, too, because I felt it. It was underneath the chin. Fuck. So that's another thing. I go back and I get frustrated about. But again, I was playing safe. I was trying to be a competitor. You know, I wasn't being a fighter at that moment. And it wasn't until about the halfway through the third round that I finally caught my second win. And I hit him... You know, my hands weren't so heavy anymore, and I rocked him. I oh, okay. put him flat on his ass. You know, I threw a right hand. He, he dropped, man. And so, but my, the problem there was I hesitated for a second. Mm. Again, like I said, I wasn't in my right mind that night. Mm. You know, usually I'm mean as fuck. Mm. You know, I'm going to F you up. Yeah. You can say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. You can say that? <laughs> but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but I didn't. I gave him a split second. And then when I finally rushed in, you know, he was able to kind of get his bearings back, and he upkits me. Right? <laughs> like, pretty clean upkick, I'm not going to lie. You know, right under the chin. And I'm like, dang it. You know, I missed my opportunity of, you know, going for the finish. You know, going for the kill. So that... You know, I, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes. I turned into a competitor, not a fighter. But I guarantee, if we were to fight again, I'd kick his ass. Shit! So I don't feel he was better than me. What round was this that you got the uh, the drop? Third round. There's like a minute left in the third round. You know, I just threw everything I had. I heard my corner uh, just yelling, "Throw the right! Throw the right!" Because they know, like, I got a good right hand. You know, for only being that fight was 125. So for being as light as I am, you know, I got good power. In fact, I actually knocked a dude out two years ago. This is my first fight back from nice. after college. Um, I fought a dude named Eddie Cox. Uh, and is that we the fought card that we fought on? Yep. That was the, okay. Yep. Um, he was at, that was at one forty five. Mm. I was supposed to fight at one thirty five, but the dude my original opponent had to back out because he had a heart problem, had to go to the hospital and everything. Shit. So we had. I just looked at Wendy. I'm like, I just want to fight. Like, I don't care what weight class, 125, 135, 145. I don't care how big he is. Just find me anyone. I found this dude Eddie Cox, who dropped all the way down to 145, and I weighed in that night with my clothes on and everything at 138. Oh shit! And then that night after I fought him, he told me he was like 160 pounds. So he had a big weight advantage, but. I went in and I knocked him. I knocked him out. Actually, I knocked his teeth out oh, in a fuck. minute thirty. So I know I got power. Shit. It's just that night, the adrenaline dump hit me, and I wasn't in my right mind. And you know, I really think it was the experience. Like the, my opponent had five and one fights. Um, yeah. What's your total? What's your record? If we, um, it's two one and one. Right. So you I had a... one no contest, which that was. A, bullshit fight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they remember that night that was a rough one that one was a little over a year ago I I was the first fight was that in Michigan yeah it was in Michigan yeah that was the um... the Michigan fighters dirty yeah they are <laughs> but so I walked out and the announcer is like saying her name where we're fighting out of and I look at my opponent and I put my hand up I'm like you want to touch gloves right before we fight and he's like yeah he looked at me he's like shook his head he's like yeah I walk out there he's standing tall Put my hand out and he shoots for a takedown, right off the bat. Doesn't touch, what? doesn't touch my hand, which you know, it's not. It's, it's, it's an unspoken It's not illegal, rule. but it's not illegal. But I mean, come on, it's you know, kind of a sign between men's like, yeah, we're about to go to war. You know, we're about to fight. So I'm, I'm going to pause there for a second. Sorry to uh, pause you guys there for a second. I just have to. What is your take on that? Um, on something like that, where you go to touch gloves and you agree to it. I mean, especially when you agree to it. Mm-hmm. I know this is the fight game, but at the end of the day, like there are things that are just, I think, cowardly or, or um, I'm going to say non gentleman. Like, do you guys consider that straight pussy shit? Yeah. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I feel. It's a cheat, I just feel it's just dishonorable. You have no honor in what you do. No respect in yourself or the sport. You know, especially if you. Like you said, especially if you say, yeah, let's touch gloves, and then right when someone goes to touch gloves, you do a little uh, sucker punch. Uh. But it's legal. It, it is legal, but man. Right, I'm so legal. And, I'm not yeah, here to Yeah, yeah, so, you know. you, so your mentality is, fuck that. If he wants to be a piece of shit, uh, let him be a piece of crap. I'm going to find a way to beat him no matter what he does to me. Exactly. All right, mm-hmm. right. But at the same time, if we're going to reflect on it from a, like, um, from a standpoint of morale, like morals, 
fuck that guy, right? Like, oh, just exactly. straight, straight yeah. fuck you. Like, yeah. come on, man. You got to me. Eat. That says he needed every little advantage he could get because he, he wasn't ready for what I <laughs> he didn't had want for to stand. Him. He did not want to stand with me that night, and I think that's why he did it. He took me right to the ground and choked me out. Actually, I went to sleep because he got my back right away, and it threw me off, man. I was not expecting that. That was that was like my second or third fight. Yeah, and so. It, man, it messed with me. It threw me off, and I kind of panicked, and I gave him my back, not even thinking. I was just like, what just happened? Were you scrambling, trying to get yeah, out? Yeah, I was just then... kind of scrambling, and he sunk it in, and I was like, fuck this dude. And like I said before, I'm not going to tap. So right. I just started throwing punches while he was on my back, and then I went to sleep. And I woke up the next moment, like a second later, uh, I see the lights. I'm like, immediately, I was like, fuck, I lost and I sat up and I just looked at my corner and I looked out in the crowd where my team was cheering for me and I just put on a smile. I'm like, "You got me." So you, you know, went out. You went. I went out. You don't remember the sleep. You don't remember the choke. I remember it. I remember. I remember him sinking it in. I remember throwing punches. And then I went out and then I woke up and I see everyone standing over me. <laughs> what was like, the first thing you remember seeing when you woke up? Just the lights above. <laughs> just it was like, is this heaven? Oh man, the lights, bro. Yeah. Mom, five more minutes. <laughs> um, was it a rear naked choke? I yeah, a rear naked I mean, choke. That's about all you can get in the MMA. Um, yeah, man. So it was what a quick fight. You said a minute. What was it? The two minutes in the. Um, no, that was like yeah, it was forty like, seconds yeah, in, man. It was, like 30 yeah. seconds. it was right off the bat. Because it was it was fake glove touch, yep. shoot for a takedown, and the rest was just a scramble. Yep, to just a scramble, and then he sunk it in, and I was just I was done from there. Any words exchanged between you two? Like any anything like? Uh, you know what? I'm not a guy that holds grudges. Right. I played it off like I was pissed. I was absolutely pissed because I put a lot of work in for that fight, you know, and I felt like I was robbed. But with that being said, you know I blew it off it's well it was done you know there's nothing i can't go back right, and right. be like hey wait wait let's restart the fight right. no it was done so you know i smiled shook his hand you know so thank you you know we went back to the back and we talked a little bit and, you know he was a nice dude but he clearly didn't want to fight you know he was scared he wanted to he wanted to i guess take advantage of an opportunity to he was chasing it. records that's what he was doing because he did it a couple times afterwards. I was like, yeah, he's, he had a couple he's more fights, did the exact he's, same thing. Oh, he's known in Michigan so, for doing that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so he's chasing records. Shit. He's going for that record. But now that doesn't matter because we had that overturned. We're like, no, look at this shit. You know? <laughs> Come so, on. This so, guy is going out, pretending to touch hands, and taking people to the ground, trying to finish them as quickly as possible. So you mean to tell me that? So this was a no contest because. You said it was, was this a yeah, no contest was, fight? Yeah, we, we, we were able to get it. Turned to a no contest because of his lack of sportsmanship. Yeah, that's interesting. And who who decides on that? Is that the like the affiliation, the fight, the fight? <laughs> that has to. I thought it had to go yeah, through like be. the whole commission. Or whatever. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. was the, who, who, what organization was this under? Was this the same one that you fight under right now? Or do you, no? Uh, so it was. It's it? like it's the state. It's the state oh, that runs it. Okay, okay, okay. So, so there's the, like the state commission, but then there's like people that run their own events under the state. Gotcha, gotcha, sense. gotcha. And for those of you listening, uh, all those banging you hear is because we're drinking beers. And uh, we still don't have uh, you know, a mic stand that's separate from the table just yet. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot of beer banging down. But that's only because we're having a good time. Um, so that was – back to you, Jordan. What that what fight was that for you? Was that your first like official fight or – No, that was like – You said your first fight was a knockout. So – Right? The yeah. one with the teeth was the first one. This one was like, what, was that the next that, one? I was like, yeah, it was the very next one. Okay. Later that year. I had a kickboxing fight before that. Oh, yeah. And a couple talk. of jiu-jitsu uh, tournaments. And then I had a fight, I think that was like in November. And, 
yeah, that happened, and it just threw me off because I've never, I've never seen that personally. I knew it happened. I know it happens, but to have it happen to me, man, right. it threw me for a loop. I was like, what just, what in the world happened? Are you gonna still <clears throat> trust your next opponent with a glove touch? Or you're gonna be like no. trusting him with like a kind of like a no, really like ready to me and this dude that just fought. I forget his <clears throat> name, but we just fought three weeks ago. We didn't glove touch. We walked out and we were like, "Let's go." So now you understand why people would refuse to do it. Probably. Yeah, like I'll show all love and respect after the fight, no matter what happens. But until then, but fuck until that shit, then, man. yeah, we're we're gonna fight. You know, we're gonna try to beat the shit out of each other. And you mentioned jujitsu tournament. Do you uh, do you, do you get those like the same butterflies? It's got to be different. I mean, I, I don't know. I've never done anything besides jujitsu. So again, like, the, do you get as you guys can speak up on this too? I mean, do you guys get just as nervous in the jujitsu match? Yet to compete in a jits match. But and yeah, you, so you go straight to MMA. Yes. The, I, I knew I brought some crazy people on. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are these are not these people running the head. You're supposed to start like you know what I mean. Like before you skateboard, you do roller skating first or some yeah, shit. Yeah, you work your way up. Yeah, you don't just you don't just go off the long dive on the first try. But so you go at straight time of May. You said fuck that. Why? Why? why, why? <laughs> That's good, man. No, I I admire it. I don't think I could ever. I'm, I mean, uh, I'm never gonna do what you guys do. I already accepted. That. I'm 31, by the way. <laughs> I already. I think my ship sailed. I appreciate it, man. I look like I'm your guys' age. I appreciate it. But um, nah, man. The white hairs. If I let my hair, my afro grow, uh, you'll see white hairs, man. Um, so again, so you went straight to uh, to MMA and and. Uh, same. I never like I take jujitsu classes with them, but I've never done a tournament. I just went straight to kickboxing and MMA. Okay, so was it, was kickboxing first for you? No, MMA was. Damn, you guys are crazy. Can one of you do something that's not straight MMA? That's insane. So I love to fight. Love to fight for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so again, what are the differences in jitters? And uh, they're obvious ones, right? Because in MMA, you know, there's actual potential for destruction, right? So I'm sure you get. Do you get? Would you say it's less nervous or just different types of nerves? Less I guess nervous. I'll ask you then, because these fuckers don't. Yeah, don't <laughs> definitely less nervous. Like my first. Jits tournament, I was super nervous because I didn't know what to expect. You know, I've never done that. You know, I've never really trained in the gi till two years ago when I finished college. So my first Jits tournament was in gi, and it was a small tournament. I only had, like, two opponents. Uh, I was able to get gold, by the way. Nice, man. But, um, yeah, I was super nervous. But then after that, I'm like, man, Jits tournaments are way more relaxed, man. It's great. Yeah. Like, you show up, there's, like, really no pressure. Like, I didn't feel any pressure to win or anything. You know, if I lose, I'm like, oh, well, I tapped, you know. Yeah. It's not the same as MMA. MMA, you're like, you got knees and okay. no, no elbows because I'm amateur, but knees, so, someone trying to punch you in the face constantly. I mean, it's a different it's a different sport, man. It's a different breed. Of, so no elbows in any of the leagues you guys fought in at all? Is that like, or is it? Well, actually, the depends. one, I say, yeah, the one with a guy who didn't touch gloves, they allowed elbows and knees for everyone. Michigan uh, amateurs, yeah, they fight at pro rules. Yeah, Shit. Michigan allows the pro rules, which I kind of like. Yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, many elbows were thrown by amateurs that night. <laughs> oh yeah, but Indiana is a little more stricter with their rules, and they don't allow it until you go pro. Talking about a state that, like, up until what two years ago, you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays. What yeah, the fuck right, right. <laughs> Yo, so I'm just a little background. I'm from Miami, so I'm okay. like a big city down all the way in the other side right. of the East Coast. So when I first moved here, bro, on the first night I was here, I was like, Yo, I'm gonna cook me some. Uh, I'm gonna do like a vodka pasta. I'm buying like this little shitty vodka bottle at, at Meyer, <laughs> and the lady's like looking at me like I'm weird. 
And she's like, you can't buy this. I'm like, here's my ID. I'm like, bitch, I'm 21. She's like, no, that's irrelevant. I'm like, no, you're irrelevant. Give me my damn <laughs> And she explains to me. She says, yo, no, you can't, you can't buy this here. I was like, what? Why? She's like, oh, because we don't, we don't sell alcohol on Sundays. And of course, that makes sense that we would be a strict state when it comes to fighting rules. Right. Uh, they, I, I don't understand the difference. Can, so you, can you throw knees in amateur? You can, just not to the face. Oh, yep. okay. So they, at least they're consistent. Yeah. So knees to the body, no elbows uh, to the body or head. Um, but kicks and punches, everything is allowed. Now on the ground, I found this out. I didn't know this until I got there. The ref was back in the corner or back in the dressing room. And he was explaining the rules. And he's like, uh, no heel hooks or anything like that. Which kind of sucks because I've been working those. <laughs> He's that we were allowed to do uh, straight ankles and knee bars. So basically everything had to be uh, lined up with the hip. Everything had to be straight. So there was nothing of the twisting motion, basically. <clears throat> you couldn't reap, I imagine. Does that... No, no reaping. Oh, my God. What is this, bro? This sounds like IBJJF for white belt. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, so you couldn't do any of that. So I was a little bummed because uh, me and Joey uh, – my coach's little son, who's 14, who's an absolute beast, he'll kick your ass. You know, he's like 180 pounds. I'll fight him. I'll see what's up. <laughs> he's, he's good, man. He's really yeah. good. He's been, you know, he was born on the mat. You know, he's been training yeah. his whole life. Had a gi before he, he had a onesie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good to know. <laughs> but me and him were been working a lot of legs, and then I show up, and they tell me I can't do it. I'm like, oh, man. I really, I kind of want to finish it just to make him proud. You know, I want to finish with like a nice heel hook. But... You know, it, it was what it was. You know, it won't be too long until I go pro and I can start throwing that. I, 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 what do you think the reason is for that? Is it because my, my, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm new to all this. I don't know anything about local uh, rules. I, I'm hearing this. My guess would be that a lot of um, white belts, maybe a lot of wrestlers, since we're we're in like in a very interesting umbrella here in, in Indiana, where it's a primarily wrestling area. A lot of people here, like uh, Elton, right, yeah. the guy that. Yep. Trains at my gym and went to your gym recently. Um, there are just these crazy farmer wrestlers, and and they have white belts in jujitsu, but mm-hmm. they're freak show grapplers. And yeah. and and, and uh, I think that the reason they do that is because they learn a heel hook two months before a fight. They're still at a white right. belt. They don't know how to control it. They're very powerful, and 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 leg injuries I think are the most devastating. Right? Oh, yeah, because well, it could end your career, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, leg injuries. I mean, we see it in all sports, soccer, and you name it, right? Where it's like it's ending. So it's like. Let's just cut this out at the amateur level and and wait till people have more control. Like, I don't know if you guys how much how far you go back with the UFC, but there's a fight uh, where Frank Mir got uh, Brock Lesnar. He got him, I think, in a heel hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he could have broken his shit. Oh, he was for cranking. Sure. He was cranking, it, and you could tell that Mir had. And he's a mean dude. Man. Oh, he would. I've seen him break arms in the UFC. We have just... Noguera. We saw him mm-hmm. break uh, Heath Herring's arm in an armbar. Um, in this particular fight, he could have broken Brock's leg. He just oh. did. He didn't arch back in. Uh, he didn't do the arch hard mm-hmm. enough, and you could tell that's the sign of like a seasoned. Uh, experienced guy and i feel oh, like yeah. if we allow for those kind of things in amateur i feel like we would have a lot of youngsters walking around with you know surgery and lifelong injuries i mean an injury that will last mm-hmm. a lifetime so that's no, my take that's no my take. i i agree with that because there's a lot of people that they just watch it on tv and then they shoot for it they don't know how to control they don't know what they're doing maybe that's and then you f someone's life up and they can't fight anymore you know i'm not trying to do that to someone yeah i'm trying to fuck you up and beat you but i'm not trying to end your whole career i mean yeah, I am a nice dude. At the end of the day, <laughs> you know, I do have some morales. But on on that note, um, this is a, there's a fine line in MMA where you're told to keep punching until the referee stops you, 
um, but you're also somebody who's conscious and you don't want to hurt somebody beyond what they need to be. Are you the type? Well, nobody knows who they are, right? That's the beauty of fighting is that your mm-hmm. instincts kick in in there. You don't know so until you're in there, man. You become a rabbit. You become an animal in there. And um, But is your would you say that your instinct is if you see the dudes out and the referee hasn't intervened yet, that you would like – are you the type to like hold back? Or are you just like, okay, I'll hit them once. <laughs> and if there's nothing – I mean, what, what do you think you're – ideally, or what would you aspire to? I don't stop. You don't stop. To be honest. Like the dude that knocked his teeth out – I didn't stop. Okay. He was flat on the ground. I was still punching him till the ref. Yeah. Because here's the thing. is like, you know, some guys, how many guys have you seen get rocked? And get back up. And they get back up. Right away. And, and sometimes they get the knockout then. And then they win. So yeah. me, mm-hmm. I'm just in the mindset, I'm not stopping until I feel the ref pull me off. And that's, that's how we train as well, too, um, is basically don't stop. Don't stop because that's giving your opponent the chance to recover and, and take the grounds. So. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and there, and I, I'm with that. I just think that is there. Would you agree that there's a point where maybe if you, what would you have to see to to actually break that rule? I mean, I would say if I threw death. Me personally, I if he was already out and I kept hitting him, I would have to hit him like. To where I got winded. Like if I started to get tired punching him, <laughs> okay, okay. then I'd look like, okay, I, I know you. I've been hitting him for a long time. You need to stop this. I'm getting tired. <laughs> it's like, come on, bro, please stop. Yeah. I'm getting tired. I'm about to tap because I'm so tired. No, but at that point, you yell, at that point, you yell at the referee, right? You're like, dude, come on, yeah. man. Like, yeah. oh, what are you? Yeah. Are you truly? Yeah, I, I would kind of look over as I'm still hitting because <laughs> I don't want to, you know, don't want to risk it. But I'm also gonna stare at the ref. <laughs> And watch right, right. him watch me hit him, you know? So. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And these are the insights that we that I love, man, because, like, you don't get to ask. You get to see all this shit on TV, and you get to see all these crazy performances, but you don't get to see a lot of the insights of, of, of people you get to just meet and hear these stories. So that's mm-hmm. – um, I, I was going to ask him, but I forgot. So so before we continue on your path, um, what is a memorable moment for you cats over here? I don't want to leave you guys out of this either. What's one thing in MMA, even if you lost a fight? Like, obviously, he went through a loss that he had – but yet pride, pride moments, whether it's a bad or good moment, what's a moment you would remember, I'll start with you, that you'd say, like, yo, I, I have footage of that, and to this day, like, when nobody's looking, I, I, I hit play on my phone and I watch that shit again, or whatever it is for you. Mine would have to be the first kickboxing fight I did with this team. Um, I had a fight before with a different team, uh, but just after I came to Alexander, and it just felt like such a family, and I felt so welcomed, and it just made me train that much harder, you know. I put in countless hours of work getting ready for this kickboxing fight. This guy I was fighting, um, his name was Chris Chris something, but he was supposed to be like the, the pride and joy of this gym. Um, the promotion itself was being held by the gym we were fighting. And it was supposed to be like their star 125-er, and I destroyed him. Yeah. All three rounds, kept knocking him on his ass. You know, he did. He did. He never stayed down. So I'll give him that. But I destroyed him, and it was more of being able to show my team, the people I look at as my family, that the work you're putting into me isn't wasted. No yeah. one's wasting their time with me. Oh, I felt better about yeah. that than the actual win itself. Oh, so that's beautiful, man. That'd be my. Big We're very one. family oriented. I, you know, I, you come to our gym, we're gonna treat you like one of our own, man. Right yeah. away. Yeah. Like AJ joined us two years ago, and he became, you know, instant family. That's a beautiful thing, man, and I agree. I think there's nothing. 
I can't think of a warmer feeling than when you're trying to accomplish something, you're on a one-on-one -on -one scrap, and it's it's just an all-out scrap, and you got people that really believe in you, yelling, yo, no, hook here, you got it, like, come on, come on, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and when you start to eat, when there's moments where you're like, oh, man, I can't do this, and somebody tells you, yo, the sweep's there, you got it, and I think that transition of mindset that they can bring you just from hearing their voices and, and it's people that you love and care about. You guys have drinks after training. You guys uh, pretty much help each other. If, if, if the gym's got some renovations, you show up and work for free. This kind of like family mindset, right? Yeah, I think, I think, I think in, in fighting the, the, the energy it can bring you, man, it's like that, that brotherly shit, man. It's, it's some, it's some deep shit. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer it's of that. It's different than any other sport, man. I've played football. I've played And basketball. it's cool. We're not going to take anything yeah. away from those sports, yeah, but, but I'm getting to how unique I would say this is, right? I mean, it's a sport where you could truly say, you know, you bled, you cried, you oh, yeah. and you sweat together. Yeah. Yeah, Blood, Blood, sweat, and tears, tears yep. Yeah. It's, true. <laughs> it's, a, it's the only sport I feel like I could actually say that I did that. You know, I've been beaten down to the point where I've cried in the gym. I've been, you know, I've had my bloody noses and beaten up by all these guys. You know, I've had my moments where I've been beaten down to complete exhaustion then I almost had my months where I did the same to these guys right oh, here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you out of Alexander Academy? No, it's for sure. I mean, that's this is what I'm all about, man. This is why I, I'm glad you three of you showed up instead of two. At first it was one, and then two, and now three. Um, so I'm kind of glad. I was like, shit, we need an extra mic. Um, so was there something that was there for you on that like going back to your kickboxing match? Was there? Um, First of all, you're out of you're out of Alexander uh, Academy as well, and they have yep. a, they have like a kickboxing camp, you would say, or it's just you just trained there and then got into kickboxing. How, how, how would you how would you like? It's something we do to keep active. Yeah, really. Uh, really, it's just training MMA, getting ready for the next MMA fight. But you know, if kickboxing fights show up, then it's like, hey, you know, your next MMA is it for another month, two, three months out? Let's not get no ring rust. You want to take this fight? And he's like, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I love to fight. <laughs> Damn, but that's the, that's the shit, crazy shit about amateur is that you're trying to make you're trying to like progress in the game, and and you're not contracted under one one league like right. fighters in in like Bellator. You know, yeah, no, this yeah. is like hey, wherever the hell you guys can fit me. Yep. Yep. And if it, if this yep. is my next promotion that I can be a part of an MMA, well, guess what? There's one jiu-jitsu tournament, two kickboxing events, but from here to then, um, I'm gonna just go in there. So by the time you have your MMA fight, it's safe to say you're beat the fuck up already. <laughs> In ways yeah, that maybe you shouldn't Sometimes be. just some training. Yeah. yeah. If nothing no, more, training. just experience. No, training alone is an injury-provoking uh, situation. And then we also fight. Sometimes we'll have tournaments just weeks before our fights. You know, like personally, oh, I've shit. done a couple tournaments right before I fight. And then I go and compete and fight. My God, bro, that's insane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take what I can get. You know, I just, yeah. I like to fight. I like to compete. You know, I just, I like to win. That's why I like doing it. For sure, for <laughs> so sure. that's why I do it. And be, being that kickboxing is more limited, um, was there a combination that was there more for you that night that you kept repeating? Or were you hitting them with things that were different? Like, were you like, uh, for example, like, uh, like if I know the uppercut's there and this dude doesn't defend it well, I'm going to start throwing it, throwing it. Or was it more like, yo, guys, check out this, they got this one, two, duck under, right hook again combination I got. And then check out this uppercut. How was that for you? Because you said you kept dropping him. So were you using, yeah. were, you, uh, were, you, was... were you timing him? Were you... Yeah, it was around the same combo, uh, uppercut, hooking a straight. Uh, okay. He kept, he constantly ducked on to catch on a duck under. He was just ducking too low, like he was boxing. So he duck under, and I just uppercuts right there, uppercut, hook straight. He'd hit the ground, and just kept doing that over and over. Uh, when he would stand up tall, that's when I could get my kicks in on his body and legs, 
throw jabs and then make him duck again and then hit him with it again. So you were baiting movements you expected him to do? Because you, Did you read that early on or is it just something that you're like, oh, most people do this, so I'm going to see if it's there and I'll just hit him with it? Was that the mentality? Uh, the first time was complete accident. He, just, it, I just did it and it worked. Awesome. And I was like, like oh, hey, man. okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just, I was trying to throw it to his body and he ducked into it and caught him in the chin and I'm like, like oh, that works. I'm going to see if he does that again. So then I tested it once or twice, you know, just check temperature in the water and then I was like <laughs> okay this meal is ready let's keep on let's start let's eat you know it's time did, to start eating did, did it would you say again you gained tr- confidence from it that you kind of started feeling because i felt i've had matches where i know i'm gonna win would you, would you say that started happening for you where you're like oh man i, I could win this i could first you doubt but then you're like no i got this you know yeah i love that yeah feeling. i'd say that uh Guy was, like I said, everyone hyped him up. So I did have that little doubt in the back of my head, like, okay, this guy's pretty good. You know, he's got more experience than me in this sport. What if he just kicks my ass? And then, <laughs> you know, after I, after I started moving in the ring some, I just started feeling comfortable. And I'm just like, I'm just going to have fun with this, you know? That, so. That's amazing, man. And I don't want to ignore the third dude. So, again, say your name for the <laughs> mic and, and, and walk us through either the performance you're most proud of, the moment you're most proud of, or whatever, man, whatever you want to bring to the table that you think is, like, the most badass fighting moment you've had. All right, so I'm Bishop. Um, I, I guess it wouldn't be the, the most badass um, moment that I've had. But whatever, whatever is memorable for you. But one moment I won't forget would be um, when me and Jordan fought on the same card and he knocked – what was his name? Eddie Cox? Yeah. When he knocked him out. Yep. Um, I fought a amateur. I think he was, uh, pretty sure it was like five and three at that time. He was about to go pro. And he was. And I went all three, three. Or was it three, three minute rounds? Yeah. Three, yeah, three minute three rounds minute. with him. And um, totally basically. It was a hell of a fight, man. It was. It was we started a riot, actually. Um, my, nice. Yeah, <laughs> and I lost. I ended up losing. Um, he ended up knocking me out. One second, yeah. One, One second, second left in the fight. Bishop so was winning the fight. Two fifty nine in the third. Yeah. Yep. Oh third, fuck. Third round. Uh, I hit the floor at two minutes and fifty nine seconds. Um, <laughs> I woke up in the hospital, pissed off at the nurse because she wouldn't take the neck brace off of me, and I was like, "My neck's not broken. Get this shit off of me. <laughs> <laughs> My neck's not broken." And then they wouldn't. They wouldn't give me any water or anything. Um, they kept giving me ice chips, so I kept throwing that shit away, and I was like, I want some water. Um, well, you were dehydrated of, that night, too, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, they put four IVs in me because I was so dehydrated from cutting weight for that fight. Um, I believe, honestly, all I heard in that moment before getting knocked out was back up, back up. And that was my corner yelling, back up. I thought it was just my thoughts in my head. <laughs> no shit. So, so you, was, you kept hearing back up. Interesting. Yeah, and... and, and and then I realized after my coach had carried me out on the on the stretcher or what was it? He carried me out like like his wife or something. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was out. Yeah, he carried you like a princess. <laughs> yeah, he really did. And, and I found out when I was in the hospital um, that I was out for so long because how dehydrated I was. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, they they ended up putting four IVs in me. They wouldn't let me leave right away. I was there overnight, almost overnight, if not. Um, it was basically dawn when I got to the hotel room. And, uh, I mean, that was, that was that, but I've talked to the dude and he said he would never fight me again. Not well, that was your first fight. His first fight. Yeah, your very fight. first fight. And you're fighting someone who's about to go And this dude was about, about to, go, to pro. go pro. He went three rounds and Bishop, you kicked his ass. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. You know, and that's why they were telling you back up. You already got this fight. Back up. 
you know. Oh, okay, that, that's okay. So yeah, I wasn't piecing that together at the moment. So yeah, you were up in the cards, and your corner was like, "Hey, don't take any unnecessary risks." Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. But your dumbass problem is that you're hard-headed. <laughs> you yeah. took that unnecessary risk. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the opposite of Jordan. There's way too much aggression <laughs> in at that point. So like, there was no listening to anybody. Well, you're just on autopilot. Was, yeah, and then at that time, I was so tired. And, yeah. And just, once you get tired, you know, like and... like with the adrenaline dump, you just you, you can't lift your arms, and, and I was just like. Fuck this dude! I'm trying to knock him the fuck out, and then I end up getting knocked out. So, that damn, was that. damn, damn, yeah, yeah. Around, but you know, we have the next one coming up in May. So, mm-hmm. I, I plan on looking on, on and taking this dude to the ground and, and drowning him and, and cooking him, and then you got a rematch. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, he won't fight me again, even as a pro. I messaged it. him. I, I've talked to this. Wait, you, okay, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You hit him up. Yeah, DMs. You hit him up. DMs. Yeah, him up. Yeah, DMs. Yeah, wanted, Yo, let me that ass. I was in a hospital, mad as shit. So when I when I came conscious again, I, I messaged him. I was like, I want a rematch, and he's like, Hell no! Like, I'll never. He match. didn't take the fight. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. And then on top of that, he went pro right after we fought. So yeah, he's not coming. He's not coming. Ground to cover before. I can get that rematch. But how exciting is that, man? Uh, we see this all the time in the UFC where, like, there's a matchup that's amazing at the current day. And, and then, like, oh, back in this league when they were both in the same, uh, you know, amateur days, they fought. And look at this shit. And it's like, oh, man, the current champ got whooped by this person, got a, you know, a punch yeah. at the last it was second. like uh, Uriah Faber versus, uh, what was uh Dominic Cruz, was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With, where uh, Uri- Uriah had the early victory against the, yeah. the Dominic. Yep. And then, when they, of course, they went to evolve and you could see how Dominic clearly ended up being more. Right. So you hungry for that? Yeah. Uh, would you – so it, would you say your new aspiration is to – if you – you know, when you cover that ground is to see him again? You have to. Is that a yeah, must for you? Yeah, definitely. It's, this is the one, dude, I'll never forget. Like this is the only <laughs> man that's ever put me on my ass. And that's out of my gym, out of just life. This is the only man that's ever knocked me out. So when it comes down to it, I, I have a vengeance for him. Um, a little glitch uh, there. Okay, with that, with that being said, uh, basically, like I said, he's he's the only the only man that I'm looking to fight. Um, in regards to having a, I guess, what would you call it, a vendetta against him? Redemption match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've I've lost because I fought twice since then um, in kickboxing. The, the second, the first fight originally, I knocked the guy out the ring. Um, literally mm-hmm. knocked him out. Was it a boxing ring, I imagine? Yeah, it was. Yeah. He fell through the ropes. And then the second fight was for, I think it was, I can't remember the promotion. Same same promotion. It was, it was the same It was like Sun and Impacts or something down and, Fort Wayne. And they cheated me on the cards, and they gave him the fight. But I didn't really mind. Um, it wasn't really that important to me at the time. I just needed to stay fresh because I knew I was going to get cleared. Because actually, after I got knocked out, they suspended me for fighting. Um, wow. So... I got my nose cleared and my head cleared because they had, uh, I guess I was out for, I think it was a little over 10 minutes. And yeah, it was but, a good amount of time, man. Yeah. Um, but I actually recently got cleared for the, the HFC bout that we have coming, and that's all I'm focused on right now, really. Where is that at? Where location? It's either going to be at the Horseshoe or in I the believe Horseshoe. it's Horseshoe again. So it's in this area. It's all yeah. local. Yeah, like yeah. Local shit. All right, yeah. so... Uh, we got to talk promotion because that's the that's one of the biggest things I do here, and I want to promote you guys obviously for coming on the show. Uh, where can people go to buy tickets? Who do they need to see? You need to get you guys need to start telling me this shit. So, because I'm going, 
Yeah. I'm letting you know right yeah. now. I'm going. <laughs> if, if if I ain't got, if my girl can't cook up something to get me out of it, I'm in it. So so, and even then, I'll drag her ass and be like, "Look, this is where you need to be." Well, well, I, I would say you could start by following the Who's Your Fight Club page on Facebook. They usually yeah. keep everything updated on there. Cool. They're very professional. That. Other than that, Jordan has most of the I guess experience <laughs> right. in that area. <laughs> so what what do you guys do to promote fights? Like, what's your like? If you have a fight coming up and you want the world to know, what do you do besides shouting it out on your Insta? Like, do you be uh, flyers? You guys harass with flyers? What do you guys? I'm just curious. They do have wallpapers. They have wallpapers that they pass out. We have mm-hmm. them at the gym, so when people come through, you know, we'll hand them out. Um, also, social media does play a big role in it. Um, I guess that'd be one of the, the major ways that we got it. Like we get ourselves out there would be social media. Yep. But we are all are on the same page when it comes to the Alexander Academy, um, and then we have a captain's page as well, and that's where that's ran by Cole Wilkin. He's one of our pro fighters. We were talking about him earlier. Um, really, I, I guess we're just self-promoted. Yeah, yeah. as of right now. But of course, you know. That, I mean, this is how it all starts, right? Um, so, if I wanted to purchase a ticket for this event, do I have to go to the venue, or do I go through the HFC? Do I hit up some? Do I hit? Like, you'd, you'd hit up the Who's Your Fight Club. No, we always post links yeah. um, on our social media accounts that you can always just hit up and buy your tickets from there. Uh, sometimes we do do like in-person mm-hmm. buying cool. tickets, but like. For me, just this last fight at HFC, I was like, I didn't want to deal with that. You know, it's a lot of work <laughs> going, running around trying to give everyone the yeah. tickets and holding their money until it's time to turn it, turn it all in. So I was like, you know what, everyone, just go online, buy your tickets. It's a lot simpler that way, especially then, with with the the major venues. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The more people that come, the more tickets you have to sell. So if keep it organized and. Like you said, with the with the Hoosier Fight Clubs, usually they have the links when they when they post the venues, and then we share them. Yeah, got it, got it. Cool. So cause I'm I'm definitely like you guys. You're following me, so I need you to like mm-hmm. for real and uh, tag me to HFC so I can have that as my like, yeah. as my follower. I'm gonna definitely because uh, I mean, like I said, we we train here at Hibero Jiu Jitsu, and we I mean I got a lot of people that I know would be interested to go just to see like local scene. People just need to know. I don't think yeah. they do. And they host good fights, man. They have some oh, really yeah. good fights. Are they seat seats or are they – because I've seen a lot of amateur fights online and I've never been to a – I've been to a lot of UFC events but never an amateur event. Is this like where people can – I've, I've seen it on, on – like Cody Garbrandt. I've seen mm-hmm. his amateur fights before he hit it big. And he was at this one place while he, while he was fighting. I could hear people's – dinner plates clinking with their silverware. <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> eating a steak? Right, I, right. I, I could not eat, uh, you know, a chicken wing with a dude. Like, and, and these people were right next to the ring eating. I'm th- we were talking about sweat falling in their meals and shit. Like, I don't want that shit in my coat, you know? <laughs> fuck, man. So, so do you guys fight in places that have that? Is that something that you guys commonly see? Or I'm just yeah, stupid, I, stupid. I these are it. silly questions. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> the one where the dude didn't touch gloves, I, that one was like a strip joint. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that one was, yeah, that that one was like cool. a club. <laughs> it was just like up on the, the cage was up on a stage, Dude. and then everyone was sitting down low watching. Yeah. <laughs> that one was the sketchiest. Yeah. <laughs> so were there strippers running the floor while you were fighting? Oh, no, man, no. I wish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now we know why you weren't in it that night, bro. Now we know why. I was really distracted. I saw it in the crowd. Alexis had me going, bro. <laughs> okay. But, um, all right, so you guys have mentioned a lot of striking, and I think striking is, is, is what got me into fighting to begin with, right? Because when you don't know shit about fighting, the first thing you know is, well, if I hit you, it hurts, and you right. stop. Right? Everyone knows how to throw a punch. Right, everybody knows how to throw even the shittiest punch, and it's the most instinctive thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say boxing is what got me into 
MMA. Um, now, now I don't watch boxing. I definitely watch MMA about 99% of the time. Um, but, um, so yeah, so you guys all talked about striking and that's phenomenal. Does anybody have any submissions? I'm just curious. And if so, which ones were they? Like wins? Submission wins? Submission wins uh, whether it's, well, we'll talk jiu-jitsu in a second, but in an MMA fight, have there been any submissions? I'm just curious. I'm not trying to not bash. Yet. Not yet. I came close throw, in this last fight. I came pretty close. But yeah, it was armbar. Yeah, it was armbar. And like I said, I messed up the guillotine. Why did it fail? Why did the, Why would you say the armbar failed? And, and and is there a difference trying an armbar when there's gloves involved? And what, what's the... What do you... Oh, it's it's hard. It's I had... It was pre-locked in, but he was on his feet. Okay. And so he starts shaking me off. And what I should have done to prevent him from shaking me was I should have hugged the leg with my Yeah, hug, hug the leg, yep. Yeah, but I didn't. Because? Because you have to be in a fight to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I totally I just, get I it. I just didn't. I'm just saying, but you reflected on the fact that the nerves of the moment got you. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And so he kind of shook me off, you know. Which I gotta say, I was lucky. He could have slammed my ass into the ring, <laughs> but he didn't. That's allowed, right? In amateur, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. He could have slammed me That's hard, the... and he didn't. So I got pretty lucky, I would say, because he could have definitely messed me up. You know, maybe looking back at the fight, he's thinking the same. Like nerves got the better of me. I didn't think of that because you, yeah. you don't train yeah. that at a gym. You don't train slamming your training partners on your head. That's something I think that comes at the moment of a fight. I, I, oh, one hundred percent. Every tournament you do besides MMA will it will disqualify you for it. Yeah. So I feel like. Looking back, it's like, oh, I need to be. Maybe he's thinking about it, bro. Uh, so yeah, so you didn't hug the leg, and then he shook it. He shook it off, and then just kind of just yeah. He got his arm. elbow past my hips, yeah. and I kind of lost it from there. And then I kind of like started throwing some up kicks and started pushing him back. And then I think at the very end, he kind of dove in. Uh, he started started to get my back, and then that was the round. Hmm. But I mean, I was shooting for the arm bars. I was shooting for a triangle. I just wasn't quite able to get it i wasn't able to lock him in um like i needed to but you know that's just stuff i you know went or that's just stuff i'm gonna fix right like i was back in practice that next day wow you know i was sparring i was back that next morning at the gym sparring doing rounds because i didn't really take any injuries yeah so so you went all was this the all three rounder Yep, and you didn't. So you took no injuries, and you're like, okay, it was only an MMA fight, and you're training. Your, <laughs> yeah. So this was on a Saturday, I imagine. Uh, this was Friday. actually a Friday night. So you went to Saturday class. I so guess. I went to a Saturday class and just started doing rounds. <laughs> I mean, I was pissed. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just lost the fight. So I was like, you know what? I need to do some rounds. <laughs> Bro, if I have just a rough like like what you guys do on Fridays, which is that you go, what do you call it? What do you guys call it? Grubby grappling. Yeah. Grubby, Grubby grappling. grappling. I think we need to. We need to. We need to. Can we steal it? We're gonna steal it. Go for it. We're gonna steal it for our gym. But I think I think if I had if I went to one of those classes, I would take Saturday and Sunday off. And yeah, you did an MMA fight, and then you went Saturday. And, and yeah. what did you work on Saturday? What was the first thing that when you got on the mat? Did you okay? Before I'm, I'm, I'm too many questions in my head, but for me, I would think that the first thing you do is like you sit on that mat and you're like, man. My first reflection is what we do in here is cool and all, but nothing, nothing like that shit that I just experienced in there. It was like a portal to another feeling altogether. Does that make sense to any of you? Yeah. Like when, yeah, when you get back yeah, to no. the gym, you're like, this is cool and all, but man. Like, no, it's the, yeah, the being intensity. like at the fight and then being in the gym is two different feelings. Obviously. And then, but but like that. But like, what was it like to like you just sit there and then? What was the first thing that you reflected on on the fight that you wanted to practice right away? That you were just eager to just you had the itch to practice or, or drill. Really, there wasn't anything specific right away. Okay. I just want to. I just need to fight. I just want to get back in the gym, and get back to it. So what do you want to improve on? Fight! I want to fight! I want to fight! <laughs> but then, as I reflected, as you know, 
finishing that armbar, hugging the leg like I should have, you know, or finishing that guillotine, or not being hesitant to finishing the fight. You know, that's something. And my fights before that, you know, I didn't have a problem with. I didn't have a problem with being mean and grubby. This one I did. You know, I wasn't in the right mindset, and I made some mistakes. So that was kind of my frustration. It's like, you know what, I want to get back in the gym and get grubby. You know what I mean? For sure. You know, kind of show myself I still have it. You know, I still have that aggression. So I went back in the gym, walked in, you know, everyone said hi, gave me hugs, told me how proud they were. Of course, And then I just walked straight to the back, put my wraps on, put my mouthpiece in, and I started doing some rounds. (laughs) You know, I was just, I was like, man, I just took a loss. You know, that was the first time I've legitly been lost in a fight. No one's ever beat me in a fight until that moment, which really pisses me off. And I don't count the dude that choked me out. You know, I don't count that. That's some pushy shit. Yeah, right. We're, that, we're dishonoring that, and it got right. disqualified. So, but this guy's the first guy that's legit went three rounds and beat me, and so it pisses me off just thinking about it. You know, I I can't wait to get back in the gym every day. You know, and like I said, I quit my job, so you know, I just start a new workout program that I go lift in the mornings, afternoons. I go to the gym. You know, I hit the bag. I do rounds, some cardio, work on some technique um on the back like spinning sidekick stuff like that knees elbows and then that night i go back into practice and i work some more technique with the guys and that's when i get to actually spar and roll with everyone that's amazing uh which is begs the question where did you start like what was the uh first of all where did you first say I, i you know i love fighting which is what we all have to have initially and then what was your original discipline were you like a kid that wrestled throughout middle school high school you know what i mean like what where did you start for you Man, and no, i'll go around was, the table i'll go around the table on this one so i'll start with you i'll start with uh <laughs> i was kind of like i grew up in a christian home so i went to elkhart christian academy <laughs> you know? <laughs> i didn't have opportunities to wrestle but i was a hothead when growing up, you know, I always had really bad anger issues, so I'd always fight kids when I was little. Goddamn Jews! <laughs> <laughs> right, I like, you, you can be my best friend, man. I was going to punch you in the face if you pissed me off or looked at me wrong. Like, I had a lot of problems, and then I kind of stopped that. But then I started, you know, playing other sports. You know, like I said, I played football and basketball my freshman and sophomore year of high school. And, like, I felt really disrespected by the coaches. Like, <laughs> like fight, legit. Oh, God. Like, he, fought, he fought the coaches, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, this was my sophomore year of football, and my coach walked up to me and told me, and I'm not a big dude, but I worked my ass off to get – I want to play safety. That was my position, man. Played there for three years. I won it fourth. I love defensive football. Go ahead. <laughs> and Well, I got to hit people. And that's why exactly. I love safety. Exactly. I got exactly. to hit people, and that's why I loved it. My coach walked up to me and right before our first game, you know, our last practice, and he's like, you earned the, you did really good. Um, you earned your starting position of safety. I was like, hell yeah. He's like, but you're not going to start. I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? And he looks like, you just, you don't have the size for this team. And I was like, mad as hell. I was like, are you serious? I worked my ass off. Go against everyone on this team. I tackled everyone. You know, I didn't, I showed that my size didn't matter. I was going to get low and I was going to hit hard. And he told me, I, so I felt disrespected. And then I just, they didn't play me for the rest of the year. I'm like, okay, fine, that team. But all the other teams were small shit. You know, why didn't I get to play that? Yeah. So I felt really disrespected. And then I went and played basketball. And... <laughs> Another sport where you got to be tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah as exactly. tall so I'm, I'm seeing the trend here. I, didn't know where the sto- I see where the story's going. So, it makes sense. We're going backwards. I there was one game specifically 
And this is when I started watching UFC too. So throughout this whole process, I was watching UFC and, you know, I was starting to get more into fighting and, you know, I didn't put any serious thought into fighting at that point, but then, you know, this was like my last straw. How, Coach, how old were you at this moment? I, this was sophomore year again. So, so I was 15. Yeah. Around there. Around okay, there okay, 14, cool. 15. Um, and so I had, there was a game where, you know, he wasn't playing me. We're up 30 crushing this team and usually that's when i got to go in was when we're up by a ton and there's only a couple minutes left and one of my best friends looks at the coach he's like hey you're gonna put uh these guys in you know let them get some playing time and he looks at over and he's like oh i forgot about those guys i was like well fuck you man are you kidding me you only have like seven guys on the uh team how do you forget and then he started bringing guys in to practice and for scrimmages. So I didn't even get to practice. <laughs> so I was like, fuck this. I was like, you know what? I, I could fight. Dude, coaches are I'm tough. They're, 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 hold on. That, that's bullying by the coach, man. <laughs> no, it's straight, yeah, up, straight up. Like, it is. Like, bullying's a problem. It and, and it's Okay, go ahead. So you said, fuck this. I'm going to fight because either I, I was, fight I was, him I was or... done with it. Okay. It's like, I'm done with team yeah. sports. I was done with sports where, you know, I had to rely on someone else. Mm, interesting. And so I want to go. And I'm like, what? In the cage, man. I'm going to fight. And that's up to me if I win or lose. No one else, just me. And so I was like, you know what? I could do this. And at first it took me a while before I actually started training because I was in high school. And I told my parents. And my parents were like, fuck no. (laughs) Especially my mom. She hates fighting. How did that conversation go? Oh, it went terribly the first time around. I mean, like I said, I was like 15, 16. And I told them, they were like, no, you're not fighting. (laughs) And so it took two years of arguing with them. And then finally I turned 18 I was like, well, now I can go train. I don't need you guys. I can just go do it myself. Right. You can sign your own wa- waivers and shit. And so, actually, that's when I actually finally met Joe. Was Actually, I was 19 at the time at this point. Just graduated high school. And I went to uh, Joe's last fight, Joe Alexander. And I saw his last fight. And my aunt actually knew him and knew his whole story about you know, how he went to prison, turned his life around, you know, gave his life to God. I'm like, man, that's a dude I want to train under. And then legit, like, a couple weeks later, I see him at church. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Okay. All right, God. <laughs> I, I see. I'm yeah. supposed to be training with this dude. So I went and talked to him. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you know, I got some guys in the park. Come join me. Grab, you know, whatever gloves you got. Come train with me. And so I did that. And so I start training with him. And then off and on through college, I was training with him. And, you know, he hasn't been able to get rid of me since. You know, I was just addicted to it. You know, the first time I was able to spar was... Well, that was a really good memory, you know. I was back on spring break. This is my first time sparring, and this kid was fighting the very next week. I, I've i never really sparred with anyone before. Never have too much training other than with Joe. And he he's like, all right, this guy has to do five, five-minute rounds. You're one of his uh, guys that you have to fight, you know. We sub guys in each round, keeping guys fresh uh, so that we're really pushing the pace with the guy right. that has to fight. Right. Like a fishbowl? Yeah, like a fishbowl. Yeah. And so I did my rounds with him, and then Joe puts his gloves on and does rounds with me. I'm like, oh, this is where I have to prove that I want to fight. And I'll never forget this. I don't even know if uh, Joe remembers this, but after that practice, he came up to me, and he's like, I would put you in a fight next week if I could. Oh, shit. That's amazing, bro. And so like that meant the world to me because you know I've never been in too many actual fights before. So hearing that meant everything. It really gave me the motivation. I was like, all right. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to fight. You know, I'm going to dedicate myself to this. And as soon as I finished college, that's what I've been doing, man. Two years straight. Haven't stopped. You know, six days a week. Hours to like three to four hours a day. uh, Sometimes more of training. Even like over the holidays and Christmas, me and Coach and some other guys were in the gym training. You know, it just it doesn't stop for me. I just I can't get enough. Dude, that that's amazing. So he told you. So you basically went from being somebody's sparring partner, helped to make a fight for a fight he had coming up to getting compliments of like, hey man, I know you're just here to train and all that, and you're sparring, but mm-hmm. I find you're I find you're ready. Like yeah, that was like one of those moments where it's like you are a ready student, you are right. good, and you're like fuck yeah, that that's amazing, man. Um, so so you never did wrestling as a background, you never did because a lot of it, like no I said, man, I was green, you know, I didn't know a thing about fighting, I just knew I was tough and I want to fight. That's all. <laughs> did you guys? Because uh, I, I, I don't want to forget you guys. Did you guys remember this phase in the park, or was that just something you went through? I came in shortly so, after that. Okay, so you you didn't see the park phase. Were they like padded puzzle mats at the park? Or no, what? we didn't have anything at the park. What the fuck? At the fuck? park, it was like under the pavilion. <laughs> we would do like our labs for warm up, and then concrete. And then yeah, it was no, it was like a wood pavilion that we would go up on, and we would do like our boxing and stuff. But it wasn't short. It was shortly after that. Um, uh, guy, uh, Travis, was it? Yeah, Travis. Or was it Steve? I think it was Travis. Travis. It was Travis. Uh, went up and talked to Joe and Joe was telling him I was like yeah we're just in a park right now he's like not anymore you're not I have a basement um, at Steve's gym um, right off of Bristol Bristol so Travis, Travis just had a basement he thought was he's like it was fight. just open okay. and he's like there was a bunch of junking stuff that was in there that we had to clean out but he's like you could have it if you clean it you could use it as your own gym so we went down there Joe had a bunch of extra mats that he threw down there Actually, we started on puzzle pieces on the concrete yeah, there. So that's, that's right. where the puzzle pieces came in. So I remember sparring on those. Or like if we were doing wall work, we would have someone, two guys hold the wall up. Why would two guys would be like no way. No <laughs> doing way. Our wall, the wall work? So I remember doing like the splits on those puzzle mats and stuff. Like it was real shitty. But man, now we got. Builds um, character, man. It, really, it does. It really it builds does. Character, builds and I character. love being able to say I was part of that beginning stage. You know, the humble beginnings. Right. I mean, look at us now. We're in a, exactly. we're in a fucking weird ass basement. So yeah, we get it. We get it. We get the humble beginnings. Thing. I give you guys props for walking in here and being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go downstairs." What the fuck? Like, oh, right. <laughs> but, yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> so so you guys are basement cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. Where I'm from, there is no basement. It's just seawater. So this is just, <laughs> I, I see these as really cool caves. So those are really humble beginnings. It builds a lot of character. And then so it was Travis that said, "Fuck this park shit. Let's just go to my basement." Right. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then fr- what was the next step after that? So your basement was cool. Who did, did you guys? How did how did uh, this Alexander thing come? To, was the Alexander gym established at this point? No, actually, no. it was just a couple of us at that point. We didn't even have a team. Like Joe, actually, he didn't want anything part of fighting. You know, it took um, our captain Cole and another dude Chris who kept kind of pushing him and trying yeah, to get was Mike and Mike, yeah, and Mike um, kind of pushing him. Was like, you know, let's let's put your name on the team, you know. You know, let's get some fights and start pushing them. And finally, he, you know, came around and started getting those guys some fights and start turning a team. And then we started investing, you know, a little more money into equipment and stuff. And now we got, you know, we have a girls' class, you know, we have a kids' class. And now it's just kind of like slowly progress and explode into this amazing team that we have. Like, I wouldn't leave it for the world. You know, this is my team. You know, I love this team. 
And yeah, I mean, we're just blessed by God, really. No man, it's, just it's, over the years, you know, we just kept putting in work and kept getting blessed for it. That's that's amazing. Um, and then, how did you meet these other two cats? Uh, you know, I'll start with uh, uh, CJ uh, AJ, since you haven't spoken in a second. Uh, I joined them about like like two years two ago. Years. Two years ago, I joined them. Um, you were helping get ready for the Eddie Cox fight. Yeah. Because I remember he, he, legit, he was like a week or two in. And then I, I was I was like a week out from the fight. So that's when we do like a hard last sparring match, you know, before we take a nice easy week before the fight. And AJ and another dude, Matt, yep. had to do rounds with me, you know, fresh. They weren't in shape. And they had to go rounds with me. And I'm not going to lie, like... I kicked their ass. And they Man, were, my technique <laughs> was decent, though. But. Your technique was there, but you didn't have the cardio. Nah, <laughs> so That was when I had taken that break. But that's, um, that's how we knew he was a teammate, too, though. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I had I was with another team before them. Uh, I was with them that other team for about, like, another, about a year. And then after that, I kind of took a break, just working, making money. And then a friend of mine who trained at Alexander was like, hey, man, I got to – it was Rico. Uh, Rico was like, hey, man, I got a great gym, man, if you really want to get back into it. And then he brought me in, and they couldn't get rid of me since. <laughs> <laughs> so Rico was just a, like a friend of yours that you knew? No, he's actually uh, he's he's one on of our pro team. fighters. He's one of our pro fighters. He's oh, one of our most talented fighters, but actually probably the most talented fighter we have by far. He's 1-0 as a pro. Everyone's scared to fight him. Legit, like scared. Yeah. Weight class? Uh, 135. 135. So He's a beast. Okay. He beat... Uh, dude, uh, Bachi, I believe yeah, it was. Bachi. Beat him so bad that no one wants to fight him. And, like, legit, the coaches have said, got together and be like, yeah, we don't want our fighters fighting this dude. These guys are like 10-0 and, and they don't want to fight him. Uh, he struck and he's fear. Only he he struck fear into the Midwest. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's running from him. Which makes it hard for us to get fights sometimes, too. My reputation? You think that reputation spreads and it's like, oh, that's from the same academy it rubs as this off. Like, yeah, it's a... Like Everyone you, knows our team's badass. Yeah, it's a it's a team reputation, you know. Yeah. Rico's a beast. Well, Cole was fighting. He's great. Michael, Jordan, Bishop, you know. We've all got little reputations out there. Not and, Michael Jordan as the basketball player. No, Michael's separate I guy. I Michael and Jordan. <laughs> you know what I meant. Michael, comma, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael, Put the comma, comma Jordan. Punctuation here. <laughs> Punctuation's important, guys. <laughs> so you joined about two years ago, and then yep. your earlier sessions was getting him prepared for his fight. The way that you were getting that random dude at the park that, that you just joined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's kind of like this, the fight cycle. It's like the, the circle of life for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, so... Go now, Bishop. How'd you? Uh... Uh, originally, I was brought into the game through um, Gimme. Gimme. Oh, perfect, man. A little closer, actually. All right. Perfect. So originally, I was brought into the game through a friend of mine. His name was Bradley Roar, and uh, he was one of one of our best amateurs, I would say, that we've had in a while. And uh, he actually he's he's no longer training anymore. I think he has a couple warrants out for his arrest actually so um we're not gonna speak on that but <laughs> I, I hope i hope everything turns out for the best man. yeah 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 um he he brought me into the game just because he seen that i was fighting in school um i needed an outlet i was fresh up uh, off the football team i was a walk-on starter for central um and that's an elkhart if you didn't know mm. okay um, i was a d end i mean I was moving guys twice my size. I was probably like 170, 180, moving dudes that were like 240, 250. Like, you know how Penn gets. 
I was that year. I was the only D lineman to get a sack on Penn High School. So, uh, and and in, in that, I guess I had a little bit of hype behind me. Um, and then he seen that. He seen that I like to fight, and he brought me into the gym. He was like, "Just don't come in here with that that big head because we're gonna lay you down." And that's what I did. I went in there with a big head and and got beat down. But um, overall, I, I started to feel the family behind it. It was like we warned you not to come in here like that. But like after the ass whooping, mm-hmm. it was like, but now you're part of the family. Right. So right. It was like the initiation. It really is. Like you have to take, not from like the other fighters. So you have to take an ass whooping from coach. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. And then that, you're part of the team. Yeah. Once you take the ass whooping from him, because he guys he wants to see what you're made of. So once you take that ass whooping, then you're part of the team. For sure. For sure. <laughs> sure. You ain't gonna forget that ass whooping. No. No. <laughs> no. It's one you remember. So. Uh, would you say you were humbled when you started getting wrecked by a dude that you felt you could whoop his ass? Like you, you probably looked at him well, like, I seen, I, I seen him. coach, and I seen this five foot five, you know, five foot six, yeah, yeah, he, and I was like, oh, he's not gonna do much, and he tore my ass out the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, let me readjust my attitude real fast, and and then I started to realize what what he was actually teaching, and it wasn't it wasn't to fight, but it was actually self defense. And, and when that came down to it, I wanted to learn more. Um, and then for a while, I was pretty good. I was strong on jits for like the first seven months I was there. And then that's when I fell off and went into kickboxing. And then from kickboxing, I tried to ease back into jits. And that's when I took that first fight. Mind you, that fight, those three three-minute rounds, we stood up the entire time throwing. Mm-hmm. And, and there was no ground in there. Um, and that's what I'm trying to incorporate into the next fight with would be to, to take him to the ground and cook him. Always improving, man. Yeah, definitely yeah. changing the game. We never fight the same. Mm-mm. You know, we might go out standing one fight, but the next fight we're going to go to the ground. You know, always trying to improve different aspects of our game. You know, we never we never try to be the same person. We're always yeah. trying to be better. Would you say that? Uh, would you say that you put a lot of emphasis into uh, like, like wrestling takedowns? Would, would you guys do a primarily? Because there's different types of jits, right? There's different types of jitsu. Mm-hmm. You have your uh, you're at the gym with a gi on, um, even if it's no gi, right? You you have this approach where you're doing deep half guard and all this bullshit that an MMA fight would get you killed. Right. Um, so do you guys do a lot of uh, like wrestling or MMA type grappling that incorporated. is incorporated? Yeah, more yeah. like because you know there's certain grappling that you do when you want to practice for an MMA specific fight. I can imagine. I, I could be wrong. You guys, jump in and correct me. Uh, that's no. That's what our Saturdays were for. We were getting yeah. Jordan ready for his fight. Came in. Saturday morning and Fridays, Fridays, yeah, and Fridays throw on the MMA gloves and you know have hard rounds you know do you guys just do grappling rounds with MMA gloves just to get the feel of what it's like to uh, control opponents with with the MMA gloves yeah because it's hard yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot harder very different uh, I mean it's it's a different feel even from kickboxing because the gloves the size different on top of that um, yeah when you go from not getting punched into the face to oh shit there's a kick you know um <laughs> It, 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 you have to incorporate it. You can never really be too ready for it, but you can prepare yourself. Um, like we like to work off the wall a lot in, in the clinch, right? And then that's that's one thing that Jordan was working with Joey a lot, and um, that's one thing that I personally like to work a lot would to be able to work off the clinch because then you have your knee taps and you have all like all your your setups from there. That way, you're not risking. Uh, if you do go for the double leg, you know, there's a reversal and, and 
and all that. I that's why I say I like personally working off the clinch. Clinch being the the aggressor, meaning pushing him against the cage. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah, because that's that's a very common tendency, right? Like if I'm if I'm against a dude who's a great wrestler, if he's shooting, the first thing I'm gonna do is get my butt back to the cage and mm-hmm. and and just try to keep the hands as separate as I can, uh, separate you know separate hold hold one wrist down and then try to circle away from the cage. Um, so I can imagine you guys, but do you guys do? I guess what my question is is, do you guys do a gra- like a grappling only, but with gonna make loves just to give you a feel for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those Fridays and Saturdays, especially closer to the fight, it's just with the MMA gloves on. You know, grappling, getting used to, you know, trapping the hands and the arms. Because, I mean, sometimes they grab your wrist and it's hard to break free. You know, they got, you got a lot better grip. And vice versa, you know, you grab someone's wrist and they're wearing the gloves. You have a lot better grip to control their posture and their position and keeping them from throwing those punches. You know, it's definitely a different feel than not having anything at all. Hmm. Oh, I could definitely see that. Like just, just the very fact of having to, like, you know, how you can get yeah, your seatbelt grip. Uh, you have to get one arm. Sorry, you have to get one arm under the armpit and then one over the shoulder to get yep. the seatbelt yeah. grip. That must be a bitch to do. I've never tried. I've never put on an. I mean, I've I've sparred with MMA gloves. Trash. I'm not, <laughs> we're not. We're not going to talk, talk about that. But uh, but again, I I've, I can imagine it being a mother just just having to slide a seatbelt. Yeah, grip try swimming. Bit. Just if the guy does this, or, or what do you? What you adjustments do you? What? Yeah, well, yeah. Everything's a setup. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's uh, ways that you kind of learn to create space, and a lot of it's you know you throw some strikes. Yeah. You know, you hit a guy, he's going to loosen up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of it's, you know, you're going to throw a knee, he's going to loosen up a little bit, and that's when you kind of shove your arm in to get the underhook so you can start working your takedowns. There, it comes to mind, I don't know if you guys ever saw, but BJ Penn, Kenny Florian, he had a, he had, he had him with uh, both hooks in, and Kenny Florian's just a very decorated grappler, so he, right. he knew to avoid the, but then uh, BJ Penn with his hook starts hitting him. Like this, They're just like I yeah, mean, and sitting him, yeah, with little hit, kicks to the ribs, and when Florian went to block one, yep, there was the uh, rear naked. Um, do you guys, do you guys like fucking with shit like that? <laughs> oh guys? yeah, like the little little taps and, then, and stuff, getting people to move. Yeah, we do that a lot. Like Bishop's actually said multiple times, we we call it cooking your opponent. Okay, <laughs> you know we, we, yeah, we try yeah, to cook. cook you. You know, we try to slowly work you down and make you just want to give us like an arm to arm bar or give us the choke. So we'll hit you, you know, we'll hit you in the body, we'll hit your legs. You know, we we even joke around, but we call hammer. it ass hammer, man. You punch him right in the ass. ass. Hammer. Yep. You know, you got a bunch of nerves down there. It really Wait. fucks you up. It does, man. And you have to stand up on that. You're not going to shoot yeah. the same. You're not going to uh, press forward when you have to box the same. And you don't I have agree. to hit hard. It's just those little repetitious uh, hits, man. It's over and over, and they it builds silly. up, and they start swelling up, and it makes it hard to move. So, yeah, we try to cook our opponent by, with those little moves. And then when they're ready to give up, you know, they'll create that opening for you, and that's when you go for the submission. Awesome. So none of you have an MMA submission yet. I, I think I think uh, with yeah. all, all this Mac yeah, talk, I, I say no, I, I say no balls. One of you go for one next fight. I mean, you guys always probably will. It's a matter of like oh, no, if it's there, one. if it's there, I'm taking it for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so we definitely have to um, after this podcast. We definitely gotta. I definitely gotta get on this page with you guys because I definitely want to go to as many amateur events and 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 put you guys out there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so who has the next fight? Who who or who's likely to fight next? And maybe you guys don't all have a schedule. All three of us are fighting same on the same card. card. Yep. Same card. Yeah. So we what the fuck? You guys are well, crazy. actually, we have the kickboxing. Oh, yeah. kickboxing. kickboxing. So this one's kind of keep us active. But uh, me and AJ are both fighting for titles. So I'm fighting for the 135 pound title. Kickboxing. Am- yeah, yep. kickboxing amateur title. And, and I'm fighting for the 125 kickboxing title. 135, 170. I had the 170, but I, I kind of fucked that up by talking to the fighter. Um, 
What did he tell his mom? What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> he went to his manager. He told me that he wasn't ready to fight me and that he needed more time. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Not knowing about it, but not knowing that agreeing to that would take away the title fight. Move in silence, homie. Because it could be, you know, Conor McGregor didn't want to fight, so they took his, stripped his title. We could have forced the dude into fighting Bishop and by saying, like, well, you're the champ. You have to fight. You know, you don't get to, but because Bishop was talking to him and kind of agreed, oh yeah, you can have more time, it kind of messed up his chances of forcing the dude into fighting us. So he was a champ. Yeah, yes. he was. And, and, and you had a chance to take the belt. Yeah, and mind you, this dude is like 16 and 6, and I'm 1 and 1, and he didn't want yeah. to fight me. Fuck. That would be super. People were scared of us, man. Well, they are scared to fight us. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sitting here like you guys are crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay, you, so you're one and one, and you essentially psyched a guy out of a sixteen and six fight. Um, is it okay that he hears this? Would you, would you want him to hear I, this? Honestly, I, I really we're not saying care. his name. We're not saying his name, right? Or we can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I mean, I'll say his name. I'll say, yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll fight you now. Oh, maybe he'll be like, you know uh, what? Good night, good, and that's 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 who he is. But no. um... I don't have any any like vendetta against him. It was just like more or less we were because we're cool. You know, I've known him. I followed him on Instagram. I never thought I'd see the day where I had to fight him. Right. Yeah. So when he was talking, we were talking. We were just cutting up. I'm thinking like, oh, you just need a little bit more cardio or whatever. Put in some work. Go ahead. Take what you need. But we're fighting in April. Right. Well, I mean, we got what eight nine weeks. Yeah. We got yeah. plenty of time to get in shape for this and, fight. You know. And, and then. Coach pulls me off to the side when I go into class the next night talking about, you lost your title fight. And I'm like, why? And then he explains everything to me. And, yeah. So he didn't, he didn't want to take that fight. That's okay. He said he would fight me, though. He would, just at a later date when he had more time. So, I mean, I'm still going to go for that belt just to see what it – do what it do. And know? that's at 170, and yeah. is, is that uh, – where is that? What is that going to be through the HFC, or is that going to be no, kickboxing? kickboxing. So no, so the, I think it's Buck Wild. Buck Wild, yeah, Buck promotion. Wild kickboxing. Is that, uh, is that also local? Like, right? I don't have to down right in Peru, Peru, Indiana. Indiana. It's like hour half away at the um, the uh, uh, National Guard Armory. Yep. So okay, I, I'm not from here. Is that north, south, east, west? Uh, south. That's it's like hour half away. Yeah, we're at the tip far. of the fucking. Yeah, we're at the yeah, top. It's hard to get more north than Indiana yeah. than where we is. I told you before the shit started. I was like some stupid shit. This is like this is like number four. Um, all right, so so you got so who again? Who's the closest to all in the same card? All of you? Yeah, so yep. we're all fighting at the. When is that? April eleventh. Okay, so it's about a month and change. We got about a month and two three weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, and the name of the event again is uh, Buckwild. Buck- I believe it's the yeah, yeah Buckwild. Look, well, do you guys know, is, it, is there going to be, like, how many fights are on the main card? Are you, you guys make up three fights of the main card, you said? Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. So there'll probably be, I don't know, ten yeah. fights. There's usually say, around yeah. nine to ten fights. And how do they go? Are they, are they, what are the rounds? It's a small promotion. It's not super big. So is it, like, how many rounds? Five, four, uh, three? Uh, the title fight's going to be five three-minute rounds. Yeah, three the minutes. normal fights are three three-minute rounds. Okay, yeah. so we, and all of you are in the three Actually, three I think minutes. there's, oh, no. Amateurs is two minutes, isn't it? Oh, it is. Were they? I thought it was three. No, no, no. It was our amateur fights, our last kickboxing fights. Oh, you're right. It was two minutes. Three two-minute rounds. So amateurs are two. 
Yeah. yeah. Three two-minute rounds. They were short. There was like six minutes of fighting. So, oh, I mean... Was, they were two minutes. Why so, not? I mean... Alex, you know, short rounds like that, you go in guns and blazes, That's what man. I'm saying. You yeah. Guys, I mean, have you guys ever watched uh, the Bengal bouts at Notre Dame? I don't know if you ever watched that. It's, it's a basic, like, amateur boxing tournament they do. And because uh-huh. it's only... I think it's only two rounds. Or th- I don't know how many rounds there are. I, I should know this. I go to it. Um, it's just... There's no... It's just uh, right. so- Bob and Sockham in the middle. So, I'm guessing that's what this is kind of a little bit yeah. like. No, it, that's exactly what it's like. You go in there... And you're ready to throw, you're ready yeah. to take some hits, and then you're ready to give some hits. Do you know the scoring system? Is it like a 10-9 for the winner, and then if you can knock someone down, you get a 10-8? Does it work that way in kickboxing? You guys are like, damn, I don't I know. know what is. If you get three... <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Three knockdowns <laughs> in a We round. just show up and fight. Yeah. Uh, if you get three knockdowns in a fight, they... Yeah. They, they, they call. TKO. TKO. That, that, that's standard. Um, but do you know the scoring system? Like, is it 10-8 if you get a knockdown? I'd, I'd be curious, but I'm again... Really, I'm really uh, not sure. Yeah, I'm not like sure. Like I said, we show up and we just fight. We don't concern fight. Our mentality is like we're just we're we're just gonna finish it. We're just finish the fight, and then we don't have to worry about the scoring. Yeah, just tell me what I can't do. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Tell me where where I got to walk, where I got to walk through, and where the <laughs> ring's at, and make sure my opponent's there. That's all you guys need to know. So exactly. that's pre- that's pretty cool. So uh, has it happened where you train really really hard for a fight, and you expect so you get your cardio ready for these five five minute rounds, these beast animalistic rounds do you, and then you go to a fight and then two minutes feels like Walt Disney World where it's like man this shit's cake Has, do you have oh, it? Yeah. oh yeah yeah. do you guys prefer it that way all, all day Definitely. every day yeah I mean why else right I'd rather be overtrained than undertrained right yeah. and, but what I'm it's, getting at is that you. so I guess the problem there would be if, if I'm, I'm taking wild guesses is that because you're used to such lengthy rounds at the gym like you said, you might not be appreciative of how short the rounds are and how little time you have to impress the judges in the event that you can't get a knockout. Is that a fear of you guys or not? Because you guys no, are just actually, always pressing. It doesn't fucking matter. Actually, I see what you're saying. That actually that that actually was kind of a problem in my last fight. You know, my fight three weeks ago was that I was doing five five minute rounds, and this was just a training flaw that me and my coach have talked about, and we're going to change it. But you know, my so like I said, my cardio was good, but my pacing was off. So I went into that fight, and it was only three three-minute rounds. I was ready for you know five minutes. So like it wasn't I wasn't going as fast as I should have been. So yeah, that definitely could be a yeah. problem is doing that. too long of rounds. So we've already yeah. changed that. Like me and AJ Tuesday, you know we did three minutes on the clock with like a minute break. And we just did round after round after round, but we kept it high volume every single round. Yep. Not going over the time, making sure we took our break. And then as soon as that uh, timer hit, you know, and it was time to go again, we went back at it. Hmm. And we just did round after round instead of Non-stop. doing five minutes so that we can learn the pacing of what we need to do. And it's a minute between rounds? Yep. The standard shit? Yep. Adrenaline dumps. You guys ever experienced that? Or- oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> my, my last MMA fight, I had a really bad adrenaline dump. Uh, and went out, felt good for first little minute, you know, danced with the guy a little bit, uh, adrenaline dump. My arms felt so heavy through a punch. It landed, but I couldn't bring it back to guard quick enough. And my hand dropped and he took advantage, oh. knocked me on my ass. <laughs> I tried to, I recovered. Punch, oh, yeah, it was, it was a good one. I tried to recover. We grappled I took him down, but then he was able to put me in a guillotine right when I took him down, and then that oh, no, finished it. That was a guillotine. Was it? Yeah. I thought he was on triangle on top of you. Mm-mm. It was a guillotine. Shit. Oh, man. Those yeah, are... I never forgot. Because <laughs> I knew I could. Yeah, it was one of those, you Either know. Way. 
It was one of those, you know, the guy hit hard, but he did not have cardio. He was... No, if he would have made it to the second round. First round, this guy was sweating bullets. He was breathing so heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, he needed the finish because he wasn't going to last three rounds with me. You only needed a second. <laughs> it was like eight seconds <laughs> before the second, end of the for round. Sure it was a second. You only had like a second left, and then you tapped. Yeah, but... Either That's why I took a page from a your book. That's why I'm taking a page from your book from now on. No, no more tapping. You either <laughs> no. put me to sleep or kill me because I'm not tapping. Them. Mm. But man, that, that okay, top mount guillotine is a bitch because now they've got gravity in their favor, right? And, yeah. when, and when they and he, I'm sure he popped his hips open. That yep. come on, man. That's so, yeah. yikes. I mean, even if I don't want to tap, it's that there's some moves that are not painful and put you out. Like a triangle might oh, not be the most painful, yeah. but sometimes you're out. it's just like a neck crank. It's just yeah. You're crank, like, yeah. oh, this is not bad, and then you, your blood flow is cut and you're fucked. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't more. He wasn't choking me, but the pressure he was putting on my actual like on the spine on the back of my neck, it was so bad. Like I, I thought my spine was gonna break, so oh, I was like. God. Yeah, Gross. no. Look, you, I'm okay with you tapping there, bro. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, like I, I would like to, because so far the craziest hospital story has been yours from from what from this episode. I'm not saying you guys haven't had worse ones. I, uh, you said you woke up the first conscious moment you had yeah. was at the hospital. It was in the hospital. That's mm-hmm. fucked, man. I guess I mean, uh, Wendy said that this is Joe's wife, our coach. Said that I was throwing up, and I, yeah. I don't she's know also our manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were throwing up unconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Wow. Your girl was a mess too. Oh, she was god. crying. Oh, and... yeah. My cousin was trying to jump over the cage and slapping ten <laughs> year old kids. That's your fault. Why did your parents ever say no to fighting, bro? I mean, this is some bullshit. This... I don't know, man. So that's <laughs> why. Mystery. I was going to say that because when you said you woke up and you wanted water, and now they kept giving you ice cubes. That, that's that's it right there, right? They didn't want to keep inducing vomiting. If you kept, if you would have kept taking uh, fluids, it would have just shot yeah, back yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Were you concussed? Uh, I did have a concussion. Fuck. I did. Um, nose was fractured. And what is this? Like the eye socket? Orbital? The orbital? Yeah, orbital. Yep. Or, oh, God. I had a fracture underneath there. Okay, I, so I, you I, had... Uh, so bro- so uh, fractured nose? Mm-hmm. The, the same night? The bridge, yep. Bridge, bridge of the nose. nose. And the orbital. And orbital, and then you were unconscious from the the one that put the lights out. Woke up in the hospital... With the neck brace on. Shitty as hell, bro. I was so mad. I was so mad. I bet. Like, like, I kept going out, but every time I wake up, the neck brace would be right back on. And I'm like, dude, I just took this shit off. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, you kept waking up and going back in to sleep? Oh, my God. Dude, that's insane. I I mean, what was the first... Okay, you know how when you wake up or or something something hurts, was there, like, something that was painful at the moment? Besides, obviously, the fact that you got hit. I have a picture of it on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. By the way, uh, before the episode ends today, whenever the hell that is, up to you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys need to shout out your own Instagrams, and I want you guys to shout out, of course, your academy, word for word, how it's, uh, uh, you know, all the underscores. All I felt Damn, this table, this table is so goddamn sensitive. Is this you, man? Yeah, that's me. That's me. You can't really tell because my face is swollen, but yeah, that's me. So it's Bishop Tyrese? Yeah, that's that's my cool. Instagram. Cool, man. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna follow all of you guys before we leave today. Um, because when we get videography, I, I do want to put these up. This is, imp- this is um, some crazy shit. And I'm smiling in the picture. That, that's no, that's <laughs> what I remember the picture being taken. That, that's what has me captivated. Is that I'm looking at this and you're like, cheese. What do you mean, cheese, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they've got towels uh, taped to your chin, yeah, and so they've got towels on each brace. side. Th- that was the neck brace? No, I kept taking the neck brace off, so they did that. 
<laughs> oh, so they were. <laughs> but man, obviously, this is the, the, the this is not a laughing matter. I do think injuries are very uh, they're very legit, and and, and obviously oh, yeah. we we prefer them not to happen to any of you guys here. You know, especially when you roll with your brothers, you don't want to see them like this, and we no, make fun of the situation wrong. because you look back and you're okay now. So yeah, yeah. under okay that now, light, so yeah, under that. Under that umbra- yeah. under that way of thinking, man. So they put tape, they put towels around your head, yeah, to stop you from being able to reach into your neck brace. Bro, this is impressive, man. Yeah, and like I said, I don't really recall the night that well, but I just know I was getting pissed off because I wanted some water <laughs> yeah. and my mouth was. It was a nasty knockout. Yeah, it was. I'm not gonna lie. Kudos to the dude because it looked, it was a good knockout. But I got fight of the night, so hey. You did get fight of the night. It was like now. Does that man. so? Let's. That, that's my next point. This table's so sensitive. That that brings me up my next point. Thanks for sharing that. I, like I said, when we get videography going, man, I really want to put this up with your permission, and we'll. Oh, for sure. That, that way, it's like people are like, Jesus, you guys are savages. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Pay, pay. So pay. How does pay work? So for uh, the pros. There's usually, you know, you work it out with a promoter, but you know, let's say it's 500, so you show up, make way, and then 500 to fight, so you can make a thousand. It depends on the promoters, like HFC, you get up to like 1500. As amateurs right now, the only money we make is off the tickets we sell. Wow, so it's so, like it's like it's like a promoter at a club, like yeah, you get yeah. This. So I got a percentage of the tickets I sold off the last fight. I think I sold like 100 tickets, so I made like 180 dollars, which you know. Basically, goes right back into the gym, pays for yeah. my gym fees. <laughs> right, pretty much. Yeah. So, as amateurs, we don't make too much. But with the kickboxing, though, I don't know. They try to they try to take our ticket sales away from us at the last bout, and you know, I end up coming home with almost three hundred dollars off my ticket sales because I didn't give them shit. Hmm. Yeah, I see. So you keep that shit for yourself. And now, fight of the, you mentioned fight of the night. Do they have those bonuses? Uh, you get like a sword. Some, what some the bullshit. fuck? Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, like you got a trophy or something. You got a katana last time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was jealous. I was like, damn, I wish I could yeah, knock Bishop my dude got, out. That we was all cool got, like, shit. Medals, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we got medals. Look, he got a damn sword. Bishop got I'm like, a sword. I want yeah, I definitely did not want that damn sword. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a damn like ribbon or something, shit. something I could wear, not a sword. Please enlighten me. What kind of sword is it? Like a toy sword? Is it legit? Uh, it was a legit sword. It was legit. Did you cut him with it after they gave it to you, bro? Like, <laughs> like, you what the paycheck? Give him a quick shank. They gave it to me. And I just looked at him like, "What the hell is this?" Like, I wanted like a ribbon or something, something I could wear. To or hang it up on the wall or something. I was, you know? I was a trophy. Something. Definitely <laughs> going to trade it for a necklace, someone else's ribbon. I was wanting to, but no one would. No one wanted the sword. They should give some kind of incentive. Like, they, if they charge for parking, like, give you a percentage of what they made on parking. Something that, that doesn't cost them shit that they can pay for right. the fight of the night. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what brings people to these fights is, yo, this guy's last fight was insane. Win or lose. And, and I, and I yeah. feel like your value as a fighter, you know, your wins are cool and that's always going to be what promotes you. But I feel like the guy who brings a dogfight every time, um, I feel like that. Like, El Sucio, that was his brand. People loved, from what I hear, watching his fights because El Sucio's Chavez, the dudes you guys yeah. train with. Yeah. He's you see him. He's crazy, and that's what people like to see. Mm-hmm. And you you obviously seem crazy, and uh, <laughs> I, th- I think you deserve more than a sword. Sword and is like all right, and um, so I mean, no. right now as amateurs, we don't get too much, no. you know. I, and I understand we that, get, right? Because you know our name recognized and a little promotion. Right, and of course the venues are also trying to make. I mean, they're trying to make money too. They're not trying to right. pay you guys too much because they're also a very amateurish venue where they don't have. Uh, no, they, they, and they it's have not to, UFC level, right? And they have to put, and they, they do have to put together the ring, right? Yeah, they, they have to pay, pay the, for everything. I mean, you, well, you it costs a lot of money to put it on fights, man. 
It's Thus, expensive. The lights, the referees, the association fees you have to pay. The fact that you guys are committing borderline murder in there. You're simulating yeah. murder <laughs> for people's entertainment. In some cases, people that eat steaks while watching the fights. Uh, and, and then and then on top of that, they have to find a way to like you know get all that to be sanctioned, et cetera, et cetera. By the time you think about it, man, and the judges that have to go there and spend their time. I mean, right. it, it's I, I think it's an and hotel rooms like uh, they provide hotel yeah, rooms. Yeah, they provide hotel rooms. Most rooms. Time Wait, yeah. so when you guys travel, so HFC they, they provided me two nights in a hotel. Uh, so that the night, day of weigh-ins, I got a hotel room, and then the night of fight, I had a hotel room, so I didn't have to drive an hour and a half back after I just fought, you know. That That's crazy. So they do pay your hotels even at the amateur level if need yeah. be? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and they even give me some gas money. Yeah, they do. I say, yeah, some of them will pay you, like, So it depends on the promotion. Some of them are really great. Like, HFC is phenomenal. You know, very professional. They do what they can for you. They treat you very well. Um, a couple of the other ones that we fought on, they were, like, very first time promotion, so they didn't really have money. They probably actually probably lost money, to be honest. Yeah. You know, starting off, you probably don't make too much uh, with your first promotion, so you don't really get too much, especially as an amateur. Hmm. And and since you guys are in the amateur, like matchmaking is also at the amateur level. So you know how in boxing you've got your own manager who helps you with matchups and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, how does this work? I know you mentioned earlier your coach says to you, hey, you lost the fight that you, I mean, you lost your opportunity to fight this guy because of the fact that he's taking time off or whatever. Uh, is that, is it like the gym coach the one that sets this up or no, is it? His wife? No, it yeah, is Wendy. Wendy's our, she's our manager. Yeah, she's like the team mom slash manager. Exactly. She like, she literally, all the background work she does. Our gym would not be functioning if it was not for her. Yeah. Shout, out to, Wendy, shout out to Wendy, man. Appreciate appreciate yeah. what you do. Shout yeah. out to she's Wendy. Shout sure. out to Wendy. So she's like the the woman that like makes the curtains go up and down the show yep. run, and yeah. then you guys exactly. just, you guys walk out there with your tap dancing yeah. shoes, and then of course kick people with them. Um, so uh, so Wendy sets up the matchups. So and then uh, Joey, their son, he's the one. He's the one that does the scouting. He's the one that like watches them fight. And he's like, oh yeah, this is a good fight. We should take it. Like, okay. And like he's like I said, he's only fourteen, but man, he knows how to pick apart fights. He knows how to look for the weaknesses. And he's like, All right, here's what we need to do and then Joe, he's the coach, so he comes in, he's like, All right, we got the game plan, here's what we gotta do and we just work it with him. And then man- Wendy's the manager who sets up the fights, gets the contracts and everything together. I mean, they're a pretty dynamic team that works in our benefits and yeah. we love them more. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. And and so how is it that the so from beginning to end how does a matchup start like hey we noticed this guy he's got a fight or he he doesn't have a fight yet let's so does Wendy contact the yeah the promoter so she talks to the promoters they're like hey we got this guy do you want to fight him um, and we'd be like yes no or can we look for someone else kind of deal with our team we usually just say yes yeah, and like, we don't want to fight it. that guy yeah sure let's go for it you know you know. We like to fight the big dog, so if they put someone else. Like I said, I just fought the number one dude in Indiana's at 125 amateur for MMA. The best know. fights are always the hardest ones, man. Exactly. Just, yeah. We usually fight the people that no one else wants to fight. That is so. That's crazy. Oh awesome, man, that that is like that's very um, motivating, man. The fact that you guys have so. I got, it feels like I'm sitting in a room full of people that don't have a, a fear of things. Like you only fear <laughs> you only fear the potential for yourself. To, to disappoint yourself, but you don't fear the potential of someone no, else. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not afraid to fight anyone, even if you're bigger mm-hmm. than me. Hell I fight yeah. bigger guys than me all the time and I get my ass whipped. I'm not afraid of that. Mm. What I am afraid of is letting my team down when I lose. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's the worst. That's what hurts. Yeah, exactly. Like, when that's I lost three weeks ago, that's what hurt because I, you know, I knew the kids were watching, I knew my team was watching. 
and I knew I didn't live up to my full potential. And yeah. so that's what hurt the most. It's like, man, I knew I could have done better. Damn. I know I'm better. Damn. That, I find I, that really interesting. Two, th- two things there. One, the fact that you left team sports because you didn't like the whole depending on other people thing, but yet the most yeah. team sports, uh, the most team atmosphere you've ever felt or connection or bond has been. Right. And I didn't know that yeah. until I started doing that's fucking, that. That's, that's beautiful. You know, I thought it was like individual thing. I thought you showed up, you just sparred and fought a bunch of guys, and then you went and fought. You know, I didn't really think about how it it's more of a team sport than any other sport. Yeah. So without oh, yeah. these guys, I would not get better. And, and and what coach always tells us too is like when you're walking into that cage, you're you're carrying his name, which is our name, which is our gym. So you're carrying mm-hmm. everybody who put the work in with you into that cage with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably my biggest fear is you know, letting them down. You know, I know I'm carrying that weight, that team on my back, you know, representing. So losing, you know, stings because not because I got beat but because I feel like I let my team down. You know, that's if someone legit goes out there and kicks my ass, all right, you know, I'll get better and I'll come back even stronger. But letting the team down is probably the biggest thing for me is I don't want to let these guys down. You know, I love my team. I love my coach. I love everyone in there. You know, they're incredible. They push me past my limits all the time. They encourage me, you know, when I'm down. Um, just in everyday life, you know, when I'm just going through a hard time, you know, they're the ones that are picking me up, you know, mm-hmm. they're the ones holding me together. For sure, man. You if know? I had to say like the closest way that feels, it would be like if you have a baby and you've been caring for this baby and you know, this baby just brightens your day up and then you fuck around and drop the baby <laughs> <laughs> you fuck and you just feel horrible. Like, it's like, that's, that's what yeah. I feel it feels like. <laughs> you just dropped your baby. You feel terrible after a loss like that. Yeah. And, and then it's like, man, I hope this baby don't look at me no different. After that. <laughs> like, baby ain't stupid. Baby you knows. You drop me again? Uh, so, uh, that's uh, definitely the worst part about a loss is that feeling. Yeah. And, and would you say sometimes you acknowledge it's irrational? Because even though you lost and you thought you let everyone down, the, the, normally what happens is everyone's proud of you. They're like, man, no, oh, we exactly. can't. And you're like, man, I'm being irrational, but fuck it. I can't help but feel that. Like, I know I'm better, and that's enough for me to be upset and feel like I let all you down. Even though all of you are saying, man, you did incredible. You almost had it. Like, you know, the, we have pride in you, and you got so much potential. You just got to keep training, and you'll have better moments. Right. And, and you're still there beating yourself up. Um, I think that's beautiful, man. I think I think it's it's what uh, – I, I think it addicts even more. It, it makes you more addicted, the fact that you okay. have that potential to always be upset with yourself. Uh, and and there's been times where where you can probably win and still have that inner voice go, you won, but man. Oh yeah, even my wins, yeah. I'm like, I could have done this or I could have done that. But so. it's th- but of course you won, so you kind of just like, hey, whatever, fuck it, right. let's party, right. right? But when you have that feeling and you lose because of it, yeah. dude, it's it's rough. It's really it's rough. A, yeah, it's a heavy feeling, man. You know, it's something that's hard to come back from. But you know, it's. Would you, game. We're gonna keep pushing. That's forward. right. And 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 at what point do you find yourself fueling that into positivity? Is because I, I, you know you hit the rock bottom feeling. Where you're like, fuck, this sucks. But then, like you said, you show up to the gym the next day. Um, and then, is there a point? How how soon would you say it takes you to have that feeling of like refueling the the sensation of a loss into yeah, fuck that. That's that's yesterday. Now this is today and tomorrow. I mean, for me, it was pretty quick. Like honestly, when I was at practice that next day, you know, I was already fired up. I'm like. I would fight again that Saturday. Uh, <laughs> my coach says, like, all right, we've got to fight. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, I want to get back in there. I'm pissed off I just lost. I know I'm better than that. I want to get back in there and show everyone how great I am. You know, I know I'm a champ. I just got. I just want the opportunity to show everyone. 
And so for me, it was it was right away. You know, I want to get back in right then and there and fight. I would have fought that night again if I could have. You know, I was mad. You know, I just took a hard loss. And I I immediately turned it back into something positive. You, there's always, we never say there's really losing. Just there's always learning. Yeah, always learning. learning. Especially as an amateur, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know. These... We take a loss as an amateur. Well, Guess what? When we go pro, whole that record's record is gone. That amateur record's gone. It don't matter. Yeah. When do you know when that record becomes legit? Because you'll see a lot of uh, fighters come from other organizations, and they'll have a pro record. I guess. I guess you'll you'll ha- you'll know your first pro fight is this one, for example, right? It'll, mm-hmm. That's the way it'll happen. Yeah. It, it won't catch you by surprise. Like, oh, by the way, that fight you had last time that was semi pro is technically pro. You're fucked, or you'll know. Like, hey, by no, the way, you actually have to apply for your license. So right now, we have our yeah. amateur license. Oh. You have to get license. And then and pay fees when you go pro, that. you have to apply for your pro license, and that's when it, everything goes to your official pro. And once you go pro, there's no going back either. Everything that happens from then on out will yep. be a yep. permanent record for the rest of your permanent life. Permanent record. Yeah. So that's why as amateurs, it's important to just, you know, don't take the loss too hard. Just learn from it. Get better. Because when you go pro, that's when it matters. And that's what that helps, you know, taking a couple losses. Yeah. You know, that helps knowing that because I'm like, well, you know, this doesn't mean anything. No one's ever gonna look back, you know. When we're in the UFC one day fighting, hell yeah, no one's gonna be like, "You remember that time you lost as an amateur?" Be like, no, be no like, one's gonna look at that. I had no. many amateur losses that I forgot. Which one are you talking about? Like, right. like, did you see my knockout tonight? When we talk about the knockout, exactly. Uh, yeah, but that's the, so your 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 path is pro. The light at the end of the tunnel for you is yeah, hundred percent. I'm all in. Anyone else? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, so I want, get, we, we my biggest goal much. is. Yeah, my biggest goal is to stand there and, and fight the best fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really what I want. Every fighter I fight, I want them to be the best fighter that I can fight at that moment. And then once I beat them, I want to move on to the next level. I want to keep improving, keep fighting, mm-hmm. fight the best people. The person that everyone's like, hey, don't mess with that dude. I'm going to be like, oh, where? <laughs> hey, homie, come here. You know? And I, I want to fight him. Make him drop his baby. Keep pushing myself. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm, you're going to drop your baby today. <laughs> Exactly. Fuck them kids. You drop them today. That's really funny, man. You gotta coin that somehow. You know, you gotta, you gotta coin that, man. This is this is golden. Uh, so fighter nicknames, you guys. Uh, so first of all, do you have? I'm gonna go around the room. I'll start with you since you since I never have. Uh, fighter nickname and does it? Where did it come from? Or was it just random shit you just you know spat out? You know, okay. one bar one night. So I, I have more or less two. <laughs> two names. Okay. One was because I started. And when I came in, I, I had a baby face, so they called me Baby Bishop. And that's good. That's, that's for Wendy. That's basically like my godmom. Um, she's my manager as well. And then I have Purebred. And Purebred came from coming fresh out of high school, not knowing jits, not knowing stand-up, and, and taking in everything Joe had to give and, and making myself into what I am today. Right. So everything you learn is yeah. 100% from Joe. Joe. Wow. So you had Baby Bishop. Yeah, that's Baby Bishop. Small, it sounds like a small chess piece. And the, the <laughs> second one, what you got? It is Purebred. Purebred. I like that one, man. Which one do you uh, see yourself using more? It, for well, a fight, for a fight, it's yeah. Purebred. I see it. Yeah. Right? Left in the gym, it's, it's Baby Bishop. Don't no random person come up and call him Baby Bishop. He's going to lay you out. Like, <laughs> as reserved for Bishop. Wendy, you know. <laughs> Can't have that. So, so Purebred. That, I like that one, man. And of course, once you get older, the baby face starts to go away. Purebred stays forever. 
Gotcha, man. So and now you fight name and how'd you think of it? If you, have I don't one. have one. Cool. So you are. So when you get introduced, you are just AJ. AJ. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, we kind of over to wait, Jordan. Coaches, you know the ones that assign her names. We don't come yeah. up with our own. Yeah, yeah. So for me, actually, Wendy, she's the one that came up with mine. Uh, they call me Spirit Filled. Uh, spirit Spirit Field. Spirit Filled. Uh, okay, right, spell it for me. I'm, I'm not hearing uh, it. S P I R I T. Oh, Spirit Field. Yeah. Okay. Filled. Okay. You no, know, filled with the spirit. I'm a Christian man. Oh, Spirit Filled, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm Hispanic as fuck. I, I, <laughs> no, you're good. I, I, you're yeah, good. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. So, Spirit Filled. That's great, man. So, yeah. so when your name, so the ring of your name, the full name, when Jordan Spirit Filled Santiago. Oh, you're Hispanic too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. I got cool. a little Puerto Rican in me. Nice. Nice. He doesn't know Spanish though. No, I don't yeah, know no. Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I, I just look it. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So, so spirit filled. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. So I got that because you know I went to church with Joe and Wendy, and you know me and Joe kind of when I don't know we need spiritual advice. We kind of bounce stuff off each other. You know, we try to grow yeah. spiritually together a lot, and we try to hold each other up. And that's kind of kind of how I got my nickname. Was you know they kind of knew me as the ones like hey you need some prayer bet I got oh, you yeah. just hit me up let me know you don't even have to tell me what the problem is I'll just start praying for you you know it's the only man I know that will beat the hell out of you in front of your family <laughs> and then be like you need to pray you need me to pray for you you want to pray about it like we yeah. can pray about it we and stop this from happening again you know <laughs> we like to joke that you know I got two sets of hands I got hands of healing and. I got hands of pain. Yeah. You're going to receive both. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it. That's going to be a t-shirt right there. Let me pray for you, man. Look at you. Now you made your wife upset because she just watched you get beat up. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> I'm going to beat you up, but then I'm going to pray for you, man, because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so you said spirit-filled? Was it self-assigned, or they gave it to you and you just they like, They gave oh, it to me. Oh, man. And it, she said it for a while. And I never, I never like registered to me that that was my nickname until uh, the heady... Eddie Cox fight where I knocked him out and it was right before that fight and she's like you're spirit filled that's your nickname I'm like oh it is isn't it you know finally it just kind of clicked and then everyone was making like their poster boards and stuff because they go to the fights cheering and they make custom made poster boards for us I think mine still said baby bishop though (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting on mine like I'm waiting on my W2s right now I'm just waiting to get it (laughs) I, I think we covered a wide range. I don't want to keep holding you guys hostage. I just want you to let you. Uh, we're at an hour forty nine right now. Oh, uh, I think it's a good point. Oh, so, so to wrap it up, it yeah, does, it man. And here it does, bro. So uh, we're nearing the two hour mark. Uh, this is a great opportunity since we're all starting. Shout outs are important. Uh, so uh, if you want, start with like however you market yourself. Whether and of course your gyms are all the same. So we're gonna stick to that. Yeah. Uh, so whatever you are, whatever you want, and whoever you want to shout out to, people that have helped you along the way, anything, any whatever, whatever you want to close with. All right, so again, I want to shout out uh, Wendy, definitely Wendy, my manager, um, my goddad, godfather, uh, Joe, that's my coach, and then Joey, which I consider my brother, and then the rest of my team. Um, wouldn't be where I am without them today, and basically, we're just gonna we're gonna keep working hard, and, and this next bout, I mean, I hope you have us back afterwards so we can. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. it's up to you guys, really. Definitely. I'm gonna be here. Definitely. But yeah, man. Cool, man. Well, hey, you know, shout out to Wendy and Joe and Joey. You know, it's a whole Alexander family, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go out here and make some make magic happen. 
you know, follow us on the our what is it? Our Facebook page is Alexander Joe, just J O Wendy. Uh, you follow that's our team page. So if you want to know, keep posted with all our events and stuff. Go to that. We also have Alexander MMA and Alexander Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So we have three different pages for Facebook. And then um, you can follow the Alexander Brazilian Jiu Jitsu on Instagram as well. Yes. Awesome. Jordan Santiago. And then I, I only have AJ from you. And I think that's good enough. AJ <laughs> like, Frazier. AJ yeah, Frazier. Okay. And and your full day would be, you already said it, is Bishop? Pure Blood. Pure and Blood. Then, or Pure Bread, either one. But it's like, well, that's my last name. Bishop, Bishop Pure Blood or Pure Bread. All right, cool. So uh, the only honorable way to, to end this is if um, I would have to roll with each and every one of you. And, and I get the oh, smack yeah. get the smack down from all the three of you. <laughs> Uh, so and and you guys are also welcome to come to Hibero Jiu Jitsu. I know that you guys oh, do yeah, more. For sure. So th- we're more of a traditional type school. Mm-hmm. So we we have MMA fighters, but it's not really an emphasis. No, our Monday Wednesday classes is just jits. It's very right. traditional. Right. Uh, so you guys are always welcome to show up. I mean, obviously, and I hope that I can just show up one day and just roll with all of you. Um, I have to get back on it. I've taken a two week hiatus, so my, everybody's kind of hating on me for it. My, my, you know how it is, bro. It's like oh, yeah, you took yeah. last week off. You scrub. What you do? Play video games? You dumbass. Right. Get your ass back in here. Is the lady talking shit? Because we need to talk to the lady. Is that how this is? Right. So uh, I'm gonna close off with one last thing that I think is special, and I think it's the in between moments of when you're training. And like one thing I love about what what I do, at least in, in just jujitsu, is that. Um, after five o'clock, everyone goes home to the same. No offense. I'm not gonna. I hope I don't offend anyone here. This is just an observation of mine. Um, everybody goes home to the same routine. Everybody goes home to the same like, mm-hmm. got to do this and a bunch of shit that nobody really wants to do. Meanwhile, uh, we go to a place where people just kind of like care about each other. Yes, what we do is combative physically. I yes. get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we we uh, we make sure that no matter what we do to each other, that we toughen each other for tomorrow and that we make sure we can return tomorrow. But the most beautiful thing is after training. You're just sitting there, and you look around a room full of dudes that have places to go but want to be there, and they're just sitting around the map. You know, like when you sit against the wall, and you're just tired, and you're resting, and you're pretty, pretty oh, much yeah. the end of your training, and you're just, mm-hmm. it's story time breaks out between little mm-hmm. clicks around the gym, and yep. you look around, and you go, man, like, this is, this is a, a you know, a, so long as I'm young, I never want to leave this place. I mean, there's stories to be told. Everyone's talking shit and telling their story about this girl they saw or the, the last fight they had or some smack talk, and then somebody starts doing... Uh, you know, hey, can I drill this one move with you real quick? Everybody just breaks yep. into little clicks, and you look, and you're like, "Yo, we're all sitting on the floor." <laughs> like every grown ass man right now is yeah. on a couch. You know, we're we're on the floor for two, three hours after our jobs, and maybe some of us quit our jobs. So maybe, you know. But my point is that I, I find that such a beautiful thing, and uh, so I, I think that's that's kind of like what I'm addicted to is, is is the whole thing around it, like just the lifestyle around it. And uh, so next time I have you guys over, I want to recap your fights. If we have videography, or you know what, let me be positive minded. When we have videography, I definitely that picture of you smiling is worth a million bucks. <laughs> uh, and and I definitely want to, if you guys, obviously with your permission, is to get like your fight footage for better or for worse. Uh, yeah. Think and, and like analyze it, talk about it, and of course, one thing we didn't touch on today, but again, we got places to be. The dieting, man. We don't. That's that's a str- oh, yeah. that's oh, a yeah. fight within Ooh, itself. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I avoided dieting the, is way harder than actually training. <laughs> I avoided the tough subject until. But again, next time I want to know a little more about what you guys do to get because the body has to feel right, and I feel oh, like yeah. I feel like a lot of times you can undereat and feel like shit. A lot of times you overeat, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to know a little more about what you guys do to keep yourselves on track, your nutrition. So, um, until next time, I'm Studio Z. This is Game On Sports. Uh, I hope you guys got this.
this far because these gentlemen have been phenomenal, and we're going to repeat. So uh, Twitter, Game On, everyone, and Instagram is Game On Sports Podcast. Uh, see you guys next time. Thanks, guys, by the way. You guys rock. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.